doggy. I can't drive to work, but I can get him to you haul it. That nigga say he got 150. Now he think that's ball. Yes, sir. We are back. Blackprint Radio. That, that's not even radio, damn. Yeah. It's Blackprint. This is yeah, some Blackprint. It's solid. <laughs> <laughs> this boy, hey, y'all gonna be hearing a lot about Blackprint Radio this week. No. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's J5 here. Josh Pease. Uh, and the P stands for paper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A lot, lot of candy today, man. What? I don't know, man. I woke up, I ate earlier, I had a smoothie now, eating candy. Hungry today. Hunger, Hunger for, for more. It. Yeah, we, for it. <laughs> we, we ready, man. It's, it's going to be a big week for us. Of course, on the boards, Rick, clearly extremely on the boards today because of me. Uh, MC, what's up? <laughs> I'm doing well, y'all. Holiday weekend. I'm chilling. A Monday record actually doesn't feel so bad. A nice little Monday afternoon. Yeah, Monday is not a bad recording day. I think, you know, Josh was able to get his uh his football on. I, th- I don't know if you watched football yesterday, Josh. Did you? No, not really. Okay, he didn't watch football that, like that for real. But this week is like the first, uh, no, sorry. This week is the first week of football. I know he's going to be, you know, tapped in, but it's been a lot. It's been a very crazy week for myself. So I, I asked the, the, the pals if they could uh, push the, push the recording up. So, you know, it's on me this week, you know, they were, they were a little bit late, but Hey, you get your little holiday, you know what I'm saying? You get a little break on Monday. Then this week you get the show. I've been moving y'all. So this will be my, uh. This will be my my first. It's, it's technically I'm I'm here now, but it's such a it's such a fucking crazy week. We still got a lot of stuff to move in, so we, we're we you know making it through. But this weekend was was a definitely a lot of moving. Uh, I gotta commend my wife for like really kind of taking charge. She's like the the general right now. Like I'm afraid of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why I'm fear? Why fear? Because man, she she's from like a long line of of like. You know, she she does she does stores like she she builds out stores like like clothing stores and shit like that. So like she's good at setting shit up. I'm good at doing laying around and waiting for shit. You know what I'm saying to get piled up to the wall before or the ceiling before I even move. She's like, I'm about to do this 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 and this. She stayed at the the new place till like eleven twelve a.m. Saturday night, and I said, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I've got my feet up. I'm not even there. I'm like, yo, why can't you just come home?" He's like, "No, nah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this." So like, I went to actually go see it today, and I was like, "Yo, she really like set every fucking thing up." And I don't and li- listen. Like, I don't want to make it sound like you know what I'm saying I didn't do anything, but I did not do as much as she did. Okay, and I will, I will clearly admit that I did put the TV up, and I hurt myself. She was not hurt at all. How'd you hurt yourself? I was putting up this. I, I got to Listen, man. Like, here's my thing. When I say what I'm, what I was doing, people are gonna be like, "Yo, the allegations are never gonna go away." I got a 75 inch TV, and you know, not nah, see. Nah, that's the wrong see, one. Yeah. What, what the hell was? I was like, what the hell was that? That, that, that needed some sound effects. That was the right one, actually. What was that one? Go back to that was like some sitcom shit. Yeah, 75 inch baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's this is what it sounds like when you put up a 75 inch TV. It's like a fucking uh, hardware commercial. <laughs> I do it to myself, man. I do it to myself, bro. I got a 75 inch because my wall, the wall of my living room is so big. I had a 55, and that shit would have looked dumb as hell. Like it would have looked like an iPad Pro on the fucking wall. Like I, we we not rolling like that. So I was like, you know what, fucking, I'm just I'm just bite the bullet and get the TV. It's funny. I, I I'm I've been thinking about this because I, I got a bigger TV recently. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I think it's like 72, maybe. I don't know. Wow, that looks like a set. That looks like it. It covers pretty much your whole yeah, wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget the numbers, but 
I had a smaller TV before. And um, it's funny how the size of your walls will make you upgrade your TV. Yes. Like, it's never about like, oh, I just want to see more or like picture <laughs> quality. It's like my walls are bigger, so I need a bigger TV. Bro, if you were, were to walk in in my apartment, you might be not like people are nice. They're like, oh, man, great place. Blah, blah, blah. You look at the living room. You see a 55 <laughs> TV on a big ass wall. You'd be like, yeah, Justin's struggling. But it's like it's. <laughs> Some of these shits is just too big. Like honestly, my TV, like I'm like, I don't need this much TV. You just, it's a nice TV. I though. like what I'm looking at, but I'm like, I don't need that much TV. It's a nice TV though, Josh. But, um, like, it's, it's a good TV. So I'm lifting the TV up. We had a the the owner of the of the home that we moved into. He left the brackets for us, so oh, really cool. So we and we could slide the TV left to right. This little like five foot four dude, like I think he was Filipino. He did all the shit, put it all together. He was like, all right, help me. He was strong as shit. He I'm said, lifting that me. shit, lifting that shit up. Wait, you heard yourself helping somebody? <laughs> Put your TV up. Oh no! Nah. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you gotta kind of prepare yourself for that situation. I told you about the couch. Yeah, yeah, you gotta prepare yourself. I stretched a little bit before I, that. <laughs> <laughs> shit on it. I was like, yeah, I got this shit. I, I clap my hand. <laughs> I clap my hands, rub my shits, put my shit the shit on there, and I said, "Ooh, I felt like something like pull when I put it on the wall because oh, he had to put, he had to put it up a little higher on the wall, so he was like, you're gonna have to lift." You know how like when you, when two people are holding something, you can feel when you were the, you're the slack. Oh yeah, 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 when you- <laughs> yeah feeling like your wife or something. Like, <laughs> I was like, bro, hold on, but I was like, I can't look like a bitch right now, so like I gotta add to pull up. But like this was Saturday. I was hurt the whole afternoon, bro. I didn't even want to shit because, like, there was one point I was sitting down watching wrestling on the on the floor, and I was like, I, I can't put no like pressure on my back, like the shit hurt. And my wife came over and said, Hey, can you uh, you can you know you can watch the the, the TV and you know work too? And I was like, Oh yeah, you you're right, because she was in that mode. She yeah. was in that like. We gotta do Damn, this shit. She was tapping in on me often, like checking, like. She'll look at the stairs like How many boxes have you unpacked. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get the books. <laughs> I'm gonna get the books. She's putting a whole lot of shit together. Listen, man, I don't like nobody likes moving, man. I don't like moving, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody likes that shit. So I put all the stuff away. I'm like, all right, please. I'm about to dip. I'm tired. She's still there working. So shout out to her, man. Like, she she gets to be in the week. You know what I'm saying? For for putting up for, with me moving and shit. And I know she'll hear this and she'll she'll be laughing, but like th- she's she's for real about it. Y'all see my old apartment like that was all her. You're going to see this shit and you're going to be like, yeah, that was <laughs> that was definitely <laughs> all her. Just, this is not that original. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, we we are here for another week. We had a really good episode of Black Parent Radio uh, last week with A plus Arthur Willis PD for for Radio One. Great episode. Great fucking episode. Funny ass episode, man. What do you guys think about that? I'm just glad I got my pay other question across, you know. I was like, no, man, radio is such a tricky business. I'm just glad, you know, I just had to, I got the answer finally. Yeah. One of the ones. <laughs> hey, you know what, man? I don't know if he was telling the truth, man. I don't think he was either, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But, all right. How you get that piece? was capping? Yes. Hey, man. My dog plus wasn't cap, man. Come on, man. That's how my dog bag money before. Hey, man. Brown paper bag he, was, he was out in St. Louis. He got some paper bag money before. Bro, he was out in Detroit. That is, come on, man. I've seen him in pictures next to payroll Giovanni and shit like that, bro. Then there's a paper bag in the photo too. Yeah, it was like I've seen him <laughs> next to Iceberg Bezo <laughs> with a chain on. <laughs> so we get that chain on, they fuck. But no, if you never knew his story, I think that you know a lot of people didn't know it. I, I I think that like you know a lot of people were listening. I think it's the real were listening, and they were like, "Yo, that was that was great." Like yeah. shout out to them. 
like, you know, a lot of people didn't know A plus a story. And, you know, that was incredibly inspiring. So I was, I was glad to be able to, to, um, put a spotlight on one of my closest friends and, and he, he fucking loved it. He had a blast. So if you guys of course didn't hear it, it's going to be at the end of this episode. Um, what, what happened with the audio? I think, um, MC, I think it was just that, that he had, he has a rollcaster too, but he hadn't, he didn't have it plugged in. Like we had it plugged in. So, yeah, things get a little bit tricky with how, um, we do things due to the fact that amp is, you know, an application as opposed to a web-based client, it gets a little bit tricky with some people's audio and, and, and things of that nature, but it actually did still sound very good. And I will say this is probably the first time in our amp history that we have ever flowed for at least like almost 50 minutes with no (laughs) music. No, with no music at all. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, Ample hit us up. They'll be like, hey, man, you guys do really well when there's no music. And I say, oh, OK, we could we could try that out. I, but I knew <laughs> I, I knew from the beginning, like we, I was like, nah, we, we about to just run this straight through. So if you haven't heard that uh, a plus on Black Print Radio right after this is over with second hour of Black Print, um, I'm dying, man. I got to ask everybody in L.A. who's who's living in L.A. right now. Are y'all OK? Because this past week has been. A scorcher, folks. It's been, <laughs> it's been unprecedented, to say the least. I'm like, have, hasn't the city gone through enough that we have to go through 113 degree weather? Man, it's it's so funny, man. Everybody's like, I'm struggling. I'm not feeling a damn thing, bro. <laughs> I don't, I don't not have the AC blasting. Like, y'all, man, your electric bill is going to be crazy this this month. Hey. I don't even been, I really don't even be noticing the influx in electric bill. Like, <laughs> it's funny. My mom always be like, you're leaving your lights on. You got your bathroom light on. My girl, like, my bathroom light on right now. I don't yeah. think, I don't, I just pay the bill. I don't even think about <laughs> it. I've never seen a difference between it. Like, <laughs> did you just stun on utilities? I'm just saying. Yeah, like, that is a big stunt. Who is like tripping off utilities? Come on, man. You tripping off utilities, you got to get them together. Come on. <laughs> utilities is like the very bottom. <laughs> I don't even think about it. We started early, folks. <laughs> a large amount of people in the country uh, think about utilities. I know, what man. kind of nigga worried about water, nigga? <laughs> yeah. Let that motherfucker run to his hot. <laughs> she be brushing your teeth and letting the shit just ride the whole time. I mean, oh, I, 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 let it, I let it go too. Oh, yeah. Actually, this is pretty bad. I might be a little wasteful of water. We're going through a drought out here. It, and, and that's funny because... <laughs> Hey, they tell me, us me Kevin Hart Beyonce <laughs> the whole list. But that's the thing. Like they'll tell us now in LA, turn your power off or, or turn your AC to seventy seven between four and nine o'clock. I'm like, are you serious? They got some shit where they be trying to hack in some of my AC. I be having yeah. to override it every yeah. time. <laughs> like, hold on, what the fuck is eco? <laughs> no, that's funny because I just got at our new place. We we got damn, this is sounding real B and D ish right now, yeah, man. man. This this good. So, smart home. Put my shit I got a, I got a nest. Yeah, that's so, shit. Yeah, yeah, like oh yeah, you do. I got a nest, so it's like we was chilling. We was we was you know moving stuff. I put this shit to sixty two. I said, damn, it's a little crispy in here, bro. <laughs> I looked over, that shit was at seventy five. I said, who the fuck? Yeah, that's eco. that eco mode, yeah, bro. I'm like, yeah, yeah. override. <laughs> cool. <laughs> because the thing is, it'll stay on the nest like for two hours. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. no, oh, nah, yeah. for, give you the time forever. Shit, no, yeah. nigga, forever. <laughs> you have nah. to let this shit rock for sixty two. The app, I'll be in my bed. <laughs> Should be funny, MC. You got the, the, do you have a uh, do, do you have that that capability down in Florida? I know it gets hot out there. We feeling this 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 type of heat too. Now AC AC is super super OD. Like I, it's it's literally a necessity out here in Florida because once it starts getting too hot, our humidity is so wild that you will literally pass out off the shit. I don't have any nests or anything like that, but I do keep our manual AC at like a nice. 
Uh, I would prefer it being like a 74. Um, it usually stays here like at a 72. And it's a little cold, I will say. I should be at like a 69. I'm nasty. <laughs> 69 <laughs> now, bro. I'm walking outside, bro. 69 <laughs> is way too cold, bro. G shit. That's the thing, Josh. You put it at 69 when you go outside. Like, that's going to that's gonna shock your body. Like, you're going to get sick. Yeah, I'm shocked. Like, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> that is true, though, because every time I've come in here for the past week, it's been like, I've been like, oh, shit. I just had to turn it off because it was just like, it was, it was cold as shit in here. I'm about to put a hoodie on. So, so we get in like record temperatures, breaking records damn near daily, especially in the valley out here. Yeah. 113, somewhere 115. It's been crazy. Has Like you've lived out here all your life. Has it been this fucking crazy? No, it's, it's this is, I mean, it's been hot and this is probably isn't the hottest it's ever been in LA, but I think to, it. The thing about the weather is how humid it's been. Like it's like the air yeah. has been a little more yeah. just thicker. Um, it's interesting though. Like I, I, I was going somewhere like to a birthday party yesterday, and like on the way there, I went and bought shorts. Like, I just <laughs> changed my whole outfit. Up. I was like, I need shorts so because you are like a Josh is a pants man. Yeah, I don't wear shorts. I'm like Hank Hill. <laughs> what about the beach? Pants. What about Doug the beach? Oh, at, Bobby? The beach. <laughs> at the beach, of course. Come on, at the beach, of oh. course. Coachella, I, you ain't even wear pants there. Yeah, are you ain't even wearing shorts there? I rarely go to the beach. I don't like to be sand and shit. Ocean water. <laughs> what kind of man? What kind of? Man? <laughs> yeah. Put his feet in the sand. I mean, I go sometimes just to chill, like, but I'm like, eh, it's not my thing. I really go to a pool. But um, yeah, I'm not a short guy. So I, I, and I think that, and again, it's like people are still. I feel like people are still like doing their regular thing. I'm like, I don't see anyone slowing down. I think I, I, I want to say like a lot of it's because like people have been like, I've been I've been quarantined for a year oh, and yeah, some change. No. Like niggas is outside. I've, this I've, ain't I've, it. Man. Like this is legitimately like this is legitimately the worst heat wave they've ever had. And it's going to last until Thursday. Crazy. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, if anybody's out in, in L.A., man. Stay frosty. I mean, I don't know if 67 is enough on your thermostat, but uh, try it. <laughs> try and try and keep it. Uh, try try and keep it at a, at a respectable, uh, respectable uh, degree. Degree, yeah, just yeah, a respectable Do degree. Earth. Hey, hey, Earth is on fire right now. Oh yeah, clearly. much longer. These kids, y'all better. Well, I mean, you're seeing now, um, again, LA, they're saying that they're going to stop all production of gas powered cars mm-hmm. in the next uh, eight, to, eight to nine years. Um, you've already gone electric. I'm trying to go electric next time. Like, I feel like th- this is it's a great thing to do, but I feel like it's like too late. You know, I'm just like, isn't it like too I, I, late? Going electric was not for the environment. <laughs> 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 uh, no, for the status? No, I mean, I did it because I like the car, uh, but it being, you know, better for environment was a plus for me. Um, yeah, I, I I like gas powered cars, too, though. That's the thing. Don't get me wrong. When I heard they're about to discontinue the Hellcat, I was like, oh, shit. I have to well, give me one of these. Well, I mean, Dodge, I think, laid off at least a, a, a huge percentage of their workforce because they're because going all, yeah, they're going all electric. Like, Damn, wow. everything's going electric. Uh, robots are taking over. That, honestly, the electric shit scares me a little bit because it's like. While watching the power grid goes down, you know, yeah, like, yeah. What? they like, yeah. oh yeah, we got y'all niggas. We was waiting for y'all to all go electric so we could do this. Well, it's like I know people are like starting to do production on lithium cars too. Like they they want to have cars that can charge with the, the sun. That is. That's, I'm super <laughs> cool on that. Lithium ion, but it, it would be solar power. Because speaking of lithium and solar power, you know this is our like weekly uh, homeless update. Oh no, I saw a tent with solar panels on it. <laughs> 
I'm not even we, joking right now. We really need some imaging for this. Uh, we need like a dun, 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 dun. we need like a news. We need like a news sound for this. I'm gonna go pull up and take a photo of this. You gotta take a photo of this. It was a tent with solar panels on it. Shit's crazy. It was across the street from your place. No, nah, it was not. Nah. The dude across the street from my place he got a job. He works for the construction site. <laughs> no way. Oh, I didn't. T- oh, this is the other update. So now this is what happened. Okay, let's be clear. Did I did I did I say this last last week's episode or two weeks ago or or. What did I give this update on? So I went last time we had this this conversation about three one one. I said a lot of people were upset that Josh did this. Shove it. And I went. <laughs> Fuck. I went. <laughs> Take it up with the government. I went. I went. I was walking to my car. I saw someone who had literally built a shed from the leftover wood from a house or a complex that they're building across the street from Josh. And he had a fan, he had Bruh. food, he all types of shit in there. So like, I told, I, I took a picture of it and said, Josh, this is crazy. And now you have an update on that. Yes. Yeah, so I, I used that picture as evidence, sent it in to 311. The only fucking reason I sent the picture is because I, I couldn't just say Josh look out your window. Like, he wouldn't even able to see it. It's a perfect photo. <laughs> Glad you sent it. <laughs> Snapped it over. Sent it over my little the little online portal. Shout out to them for that. That's actually really convenient. Um, oh my god! So they, they hit me back like, "Hey, um, this this case has been closed. Like we we found. I don't know. They said they they closed the case. Like they couldn't they couldn't find what was on on the curb. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's still there. I, yeah. So I go and I look, bro. I figured it out. He's like hired by the construction site okay. to like guard it. And that's why he's using their materials. Like he's there twenty four seven guarding the site, so no one comes and steal. Like you know, people steal like copper and shit. That, that's that like, would explain the most, food. Yeah, the most construction sites have like a trailer out front. Like the yeah. one, there's a, they're building another building right around the corner from yeah. me. It has like a trailer. In yeah, front. these guys just hired a local uh, transient. Yeah. <laughs> To watch their spies, crazy. That's I will. That's better than what I the mean, government is doing. It's actually great. They they hired him. Yeah. It's actually great. Shout out to them. Shout out to they. Because whatever they could, relationship they worked out, they could give him you know a couple hundred a, a week to do that. I know it won't be enough for him to live comfortably in yeah. LA, but it's enough for him to get like a hotel or a motel if he wants to go do that and get some yeah. clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, I mean, hopefully it gets them off the street with the, exactly and with the skills that this motherfucker has to build that shed. If he built that shed, yeah, I'm like, did they, they build? I almost feel like they might have built it for. I don't know. Yeah, what like, they, I don't know what they, they got going on. That they shit should is master have master craftsman. He like, should lay the drywall in that bitch. That's a thousand dollars a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could be seeing a success story right he here. He might be working double. He might be overtime. Hey, man, shout out to him, man, because I I feel like people don't don't, don't recognize it like. This is something that the city show should definitely work on. So it's not a problem like this. Like it is definitely crazy that they had to hire this man in this heat to watch this place. It's crazy. Not me having the homeless tea. I had to go find it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go figure out what the fuck is going on in these streets. <laughs> you about to have Josh is definitely on the homeless beat. Yeah, LA you know. Times, look him up, bro. It's just a homeless unlocked. <laughs> the tent room. One thing I want to talk about is we talking about rising rising heat. You know what I'm saying? We got to talk about rising prices, man. Nike's raising prices on everything. They raised the the, the price of the brick on the the Air Force One this year. And it's I like and 10 I, bucks. Yeah, it's like 20. It's like 90 to 110, I think. Oh yeah. Yep. So I sent you some Air Forces that Undefeated was selling. It was like these brown and white ones. I was like, "Oh, Joshua, we'll like these." I sent them to you just like, "Yeah, it was the ones that came with the toothbrush." Yeah. And so what Nike's doing now, you sneaky bastards, give us give us a pair. Uh, but what they're doing now is they're they're selling a pair that has less good leather or not as good leather, oh, yeah. 
and then they're selling, a, they're upcharging you for like 150 for another pair that because it comes with a brush and better leather. Bro, it's, it's, they're doing this color of the month thing, and it's like they I'm a sucker for these stupid ass Nike marketing <laughs> tactics. Color of the month, every month it's a new color. I gotta get them all. <laughs> so I bought the first one, but I was like, that man, was the white ones, I, right? The white with the blue. Oh no, yeah. no, they had the all white. Yeah, and the first like that, I was like, all right, y'all got me premium leather. And it came with a toothbrush. It's all white though. I have four pair of all whites that are unworn <laughs> in my closet right now. Like, I don't need another pair. So I bought them, like, fuck it, whatever. Then they came out with a second pair yeah. that was white with a blue check. Okay. And I think it had a gum bottom. And a brush. With the brush. But they just came out with a white with the blue check. With no brush. No brush. Terrible leather. I have both. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do you have them right now? Yeah, they're yeah, you, let, Let's see. Them. Let me see the leather on this. Because the color of the month, I know a lot of people were complaining about it. I've been on Twitter telling a couple of people, oh, this isn't, like the, this isn't technically the same shoe. The way that they're upselling it is that they have different leather and a, and a brush. What well, what what say you, MC, about this new tactic? <laughs> you know, I ended up just getting the West Indies uh, forces last week. They ended up re-releasing oh, that one, like that 20th anniversary one. Oh, yeah, I, I needed it, bro. I, I wanted it since I was 11 years old, bro. I couldn't get it when I was 11. I get it when I'm 31. And it looks good. I thought I wasn't the high. I wasn't very impressed with the leather, though. So this actually is a good conversation on where this leather is going. Because I was looking at it and I was like, is this the same as the one from 2002? We got the shoes out here. Is th- that's the color of the month. Yeah. So this was, I, forget, I don't even know what month this was. It don't even say color of the month on the bottle. They really just run in a racket. It's this crazy. is crazy. Oh, no, a box, I mean. Okay. This is crazy. I, I see looking at it in, up, up close. I like it. I mean, it's a good shoe. The leather's nice. It's got that good leather smell. It has like the little, the tag on the tongue yeah. is different. It has yeah. like a little gold anniversary. We're, we're, we are sneaker reviewers right now, by the way. I y'all. know. If you, if you got video, then you're seeing this. Uh, yeah. This is nice. But my thing is, I have this colorway, the white with the blue. Yeah. I have it in just the regular in, in my closet right now. It's and I have the new color of the month is, is chocolate. It's the brown one. I just bought the, I have yeah. those. Yeah. Like, listen, man. I can't keep buying these shoes, man. It's a nice brush. It is. I would never it's, clean it's my shoes. It's a nice brush, brush, man. It's, it's a really nice brush. I, I can't lie to you. Uh, what, what, you, you see the you see this MC? You see this MC? Yeah, 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 I see it. It looks um, looks a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I can see where the premium leather is compared to the other ones or the, the ones that you would really the Yeah, the back and the inside. The like the inside sole feels yeah. a little softer. Yeah. I seen someone did like a review. I watched it. I'm lame. <laughs> no, it's not lame. I watch sneaker reviews all the time. Oh my gosh! I think it, I think it's I, I, I think sneaker reviews are to me the the best gauge of like what these look like on foot. My whole thing is like on foot reviews. Like I'll go and type a shoe name and I'll go to on foot because I got to see what it looks like on foot. I remember those uh those mm-hmm. those off white Air Force One mids. Oh yeah. I was like, what? Well, maybe I might want them because they're a little bit. The resale was kind of low on these shits. Maybe I might want these shits. I looked at them joints. Hell no. On foot, they look dumb as hell. Other shoes, they look good on foot. You know what I'm saying? So, so you never know. So shoe reviews are good. We just did a shoe review on, on the show, literally on the show. So don't, again, don't, don't tell you black print. Don't, don't let them tell you black print will give you content. What's that, MZ? The review game is super. You don't watch any type of reviews or anything, Josh? Like the review game is is big. I especially watch reviews on like restaurants. I will, I, I, I'm a big Yelp fan. So yeah. I, I look at food reviews. Um, I look at car reviews more than anything, honestly. I look at car reviews all day. Like, I'll just watch those. I've been doing that lately because I'm trying to find out if I want to. Damn it. I want to get the, the BMW SUV electric joint. 
Can y'all hear this nigga? This nigga is unbelievable. Fly, man. Do y'all hear this nigga? This nigga want an airplane. I oh, must really be listening out there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. Listen, man. I want the new the, the BMW. It's the i9, I believe. It looks sweet, but I don't like the I don't like the grill on it or whatever. But like, I want to get it because I, I want that to be my next year. That or the X5. And I've been looking at reviews because I'm like, yo, I like to really set up myself for success when I get a car and know what I'm expecting, especially mm-hmm. for a fucking car. Sneakers, I treat everything the same way. So reviews are definitely important. If y'all want us to review shit, we could do that. Yeah, I'm reviewing that thing. I'm reviewing we, all we type can, of shit. We, you know, real dick beauty. <laughs> I review beauty products, home goods. I, I let I let R&B go. All right. I let r and I, I review drugs all the time. Weed. But I mean, weed ain't a drug, but I review those. Yeah. I let R&B go for a while because we had a conversation on Patreon like a month and a half ago where you say, yes, yeah, it's, it's just a joke. And I was like, damn. Yeah, he abandoned it. But you know what it is, man? Like, I just, I don't know. I got some new products. I got scared. I'm scared. I'm shy. Shy, 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 shy. Honestly, it's just like, shy, shy nah, it's like I could, you know, man, it's crazy. I could give y'all the tips, but are y'all gonna use them? What? I just be wondering. I, I could like, are y'all gonna use the tips? Yes. All right, we're gonna see. I'll use the tips. I'm we're running out of see. I'm gonna use the I'm using ASOP. I want to find something different and something with a little bit lower cost than yeah, ASOP. So yeah, like no, I, got some, yeah. I need some I need some tips. Like right, I'm about I'm to a... run out of my toner. I need some new shit. All right. Everyone out there, if you're listening, if you got TikTok, follow um Joshton Pease on TikTok. There's it's it's there. The, the account's created. I haven't even seen this. the account created for sure. <laughs> I haven't even seen it. Hey, I got a account. Come on, man. I'm on TikTok every day. Oh, I'm gonna watch this after this is over with. I see Ruining a Beauty still alive. I, I I just left it alone. I just haven't dropped it yet. But yeah, y'all, you know, if I get like five followers, <laughs> I might drop five followers. I'll be yeah. one, Mark. You, you. Hold on, hold on. Let me look at I think you have I'm five followers already. No, I'm saying if I was like after this drops, but let me see how many followers I have currently on TikTok, and then we'll put a goal, and then that's when I'll drop. Okay, I have 23 followers currently. Okay, I literally have a video just like locked and loaded. I got like four videos on my page right now that just could just drop. You're, let me you tell you, drafts. Look, they're literally true. <laughs> The the thing is, is that Josh's life outside of like anything is so interesting because like I don't know what you spend your time doing when no one's watching. Bro, I'm just thinking, working. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, we're talking about Air Force Ones. Dunks prices went up too. Do you feel like the dunks are getting played out, Josh? Man, I had, dunks been played out. I had never got the dunk churn. This is crazy. I'm saying this because I wore a war pair yesterday. Undefeated dunks. Yeah, are the union ones? Are the union ones yeah. too? Union Laker dunks. Those are good. Those are a good pair of dunks. I'm gonna get those in this this uh, NBA season. But um, I've never been a big dunk fan. Like I was a fan when SBs were popping. Yeah. Like 2000 was it eight, Three, 10, four, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever that time was happening. I was a fan of dunks. Um, I like high top dunks actually. When this whole little wave came back, we're like there's sneaker resellers and all this shit. Y'all burned dunks down to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> I w- I was at this Burbank Mall the other day, just random ass mall. And they had a store in there. It's called Liquor, which is weird. I don't know. But um, shout out to Liquor. The motherfuckers is just a wall of dunks. Yeah. And then they have some V-Loan short shirts. And, and, and it's crazy because all these resale shops, because I've seen a couple. I've seen some at um, South Bay Galleria. Yeah, there's one on Ventura Boulevard, too. I've seen one at, uh, what's the other mall? Delamo, there's another resale. It's yeah. literally a wall of dunks that are GRs yeah, that just, they're reselling for $300. Just dunks. I'm like, that dunks aren't even that cool. Like. I, I've literally gone into the store, turn the turn the shoe over, say shit me, and put this shit back on the fucking I wall. Even, I like I there's not a dunk that I, like that silhouette just isn't that 
dope to me. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's crazy. What do you say, uh, MC? That culture is not that prevalent in Florida. When we talk about resale spots, when Plus and I were, were, were in L.A. for your wedding and we were looking for fresh forces and we had to go to that mall in Torrance, I forgot what the mall was called. <laughs> it was probably we South saw- Galleria. I think I think so. We saw so uh, I was surprised on how many resale stores were out there throughout the mall that were just selling Yeezys, Forces, Supreme shit. And it's just the same shit in multiple different stores. I'm like, yo, we don't have that out here. And if you want that, you got to go to like Miami for that, like in in specific areas. I've never seen a mall with so many different resales. I'm like, wow, maybe it's just not our culture out here in in, in South Florida compared to how it is in L.A. It's turning to not be the culture anywhere because, again, we're facing nearly a recession at this point. Sneaker yeah. prices have gone up only because of inflation and resale prices have gone down. I mean, you look at the, the most previous Travis Scott sneakers. They're not really they're obviously a hyped sneaker. So they're yeah. at the thousand mark, but they're not at the fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred mark. Used to be, yeah. And you can't get it there. So you're seeing stores like this. I mean, even Supreme two weeks ago when, when that when that dropped, I went I woke up eight oh one. I got my Andre 3000 shirt. I got a mad other shit. It's a suspicion that they have Supreme turned the faucet on. They're making a lot of shit this time. They should. I mean, they're they owned did restocks by restocks um, during the week too. They did. If people even know. I don't know if people noticed. They did like restock on Air Force the, Ones on the, went up. Yeah, the pre the silk polo shirt. Yeah, a, a lot of shit went. And, and again, they're owned by VF and Co. Right? They uh, they're, the yeah, the Vans yep, company, right? Yep. So like they're they're doing a lot more of that. But it's fine because again. In 2018, 2019, Supreme should not have been that hard to get. And I'm talking just regular ass tees. Yeah, I mean, like, that yeah, shit was crazy. Exclusive, it's a, I don't know. I, my thing with, with a brand like Supreme is that like it, it to me, if I feel like it should be at a point like Stussy. Yeah. And I think that's what it's kind of building towards. Whereas Stussy, you can kind of find it in a lot of places. There's right. some stuff that's more exclusive than others, but right. it's everywhere. And I wouldn't be mad at that. I think it's a, it's a good trajectory for that brand. There's more there's more stores coming this year as well. There's one in Chicago opening. There's another store. I think they're opening the. Are they leaving Fairfax? Or are they just opening another LA know. store? I don't know. I heard. I know they're leaving Fairfax. I've heard that. Uh, or I heard that there's another store in LA coming. I don't know if they're leaving or not. If they leave Fairfax, it's a sad. sad Fairfax day. is dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's already dead. I would say it's dead. It's, but it's dead for like that culture. Yeah, it's, it's, that's more on. Day. That's more on. Like that was one of the first stores over there. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I mean, I see when I go to Fairfax, it's a bunch of food, yeah. and that's what I, that's what I fuck with Fairfax for now. It's like the that strip is a bunch of like restaurants and shit now, and I, that's what I like about it. But uh, it, it it's definitely getting nasty out here, and, and Dunks going up one ten. I wonder if the resale will stay the same. I'm not buying no Dunks for no three hundred dollars though, man. Y'all can miss me with mm-hmm. that shit. That's Hell that's no. that's not happening, man. I was going to say, I will say, as we talk about reviews, tech is more so my bag. And by the time that everybody hears this, we'll more than likely know what the iPhone 14 is going to look like. But I don't know, man. I might have to put my hands up and just fall back on this year's iPhone, bro. It's got to be. It's got to be that. I'm not doing it. I, I like this one. I'm fine with this one. I think, Josh, you just got this. You just got the newest one. Man, I don't even know the difference from the one I had before <laughs> to this one. Like, this shit's like, <laughs> Your your camera was was way better, especially at Mania. Especially at Mania, the yeah. camera was better. The camera's great, actually. The camera is great, and hopefully the camera gets better. I don't know how. You I don't know. know how much better the camera can I, get. That's what, like, just give me the best camera. Yeah, like I, I can't even like they. I don't know. This just just feels like a racket. But I, I, I'll get the new one. I'll I'll get it just because you know, boss to get discount. <laughs> <laughs> but but what do you feel like is going to be in it, MC? What what have you heard? Um, the design of it's going to look different. So for those that don't like the notch on the front, it's going to be more of a small little lowercase I type pill, I guess you would say. Uh, the camera is going to more than likely have some improvements, but it's going to also be bigger, more protruding. So 
by that means it means like the camera's gonna stick out more which is fucking annoying for those that don't really use cases like that and prop things up on tables like that's just pure annoyance i miss the times where the camera was actually embedded more so into the phone than extending out and being a little bit more difficult when laying on a table so that's also going to be different too uh the always on display i'm, I'm probably not going to give a shit about until wednesday until they tell always, me always, what the, the phone's always going to be on just like how you're just like how they change the watch so that it's always on and it just is in a dark mode until you actually look at it and then it turns oh, light wow. they're going to do the same thing with the phone bro hey fellas my young folks hashtag, hashtag fellas, hashtag fellas <laughs> if, you, if you're doing wrong <laughs> your day is a number my friend <laughs> You made a fucking number, bro. You better, you better watch some notifications, man. Yeah. It's a wrap. Phones have made just, it so hard to be on, on your thoughty mode. You can't be on thoughty mode no more on these phones, man. Just give it up. It's a wrap. It's yeah. over with. Cell towers pinging. It's <laughs> too much out here. Ain't no, ain't no thoughty modes no more, man. It's, it's a wrap, man. But yeah, I, we'll definitely be talking about this this. New iPhone. I don't know if I'm. I don't. I don't know if I'm tapping in with this one though. I, th- I think I'm good with the one I got. Um, speaking of tapping in, little baby had a documentary they released about a week ago. Untrapped. Shout out to Amazon, of course. Man, shout out to the home team. I feel like they've been sitting on this for one for a while. This has been kind of in the in the motions for a minute, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's from the 2020 year and all that stuff. So I mean, it it was kind of it's been a tuck. Yeah. It's a good documentary, man. I, I ain't gonna do a front like. I was wondering when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, a little baby documentary. Like, yeah. he's not the most charismatic person. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like he's not the most like just knowing him and his music. I'm like, I don't know if his story is that unique, but um, I like the way they told his story. Um, It was dope. It, it came off really, really well. Shout out to Kareem. I believe his name is the director that yeah. uh, directed it. Shout out to Coach P. Directed the um, shit out of it. Yeah, I, they did. They think I felt the the same way, especially for a rapper that's three years in. I felt that. Um, it might have been a little early and there was questions that I had about it. And yeah. I don't know if the documentary answered all those questions, but what they did give us was a portrait into how rap works now and yeah. how being present works now because there are two specific moments where Lil Baby saw the opportunity to be present and he took it. That is the George Floyd thing. Mm-hmm. That's the, the 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 Grammy thing. That I think there's a lot of other instances where as an artist, we don't see enough artists present just being present and what's going on with the world. And I thought that that was a really interesting thing that they showed because it was like, okay, the, you know, the, the story is routine. You know what I mean? The, the story of, 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 you know, rapper from Atlanta, we've heard it a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like we've heard it from a lot of people, but to, to see how he managed to hate doing what he was doing or what he's doing now and then become an artist is really cool to see. And that's just within like two years. Yeah. yeah no, it was dope to see. And I think, just the way he carries himself as an artist. Like, I think more artists need to see that because mm-hmm. a lot of artists carry themselves like as clowns. So <laughs> they just need to see someone that's like standing on business, quote unquote, as they like to say. They yeah. all like to say, stand on business. Not even stand on it. <laughs> but he like just the way he kind of carries himself, conducts his business. Like it's something that's like admirable about it. And I think, um, you know, the Grammy thing when he decided to perform, even mm-hmm. after not being nominated for best album, that was great. And um, even just like earlier in the doc, when he was like in rehearsal, mm-hmm. Artists don't go in rehearsal. Like right. he's literally rehearsing, telling his DJ, "Like I'm scared, so you can't be more scared than me." Yeah, yeah. that was. I ain't that never was cool. heard a rapper say I'm scared before. Yeah, so, and then and then him getting annoyed at the Grammy, the the I guess the person they hired mm-hmm. to do the Grammy thing, and and that, you know this is like routine. Like this is like it's like a movement coach. Yes, yeah, a movement coach because he, he what he was doing it was if you guys haven't seen the Grammy performance, it was literally a, a cameraman moving with him throughout a throughout a scene, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "She need to stop." 
I know what I'm doing. You don't need to tell me that. No, <laughs> the thing is, he was, and, but it's funny. I like the, the way I like that point too, because he was just like, he, his thing was like, it's rehearsed. So I'm just, I'm not going full speed, but like, I know when I'm on that stage, gonna I'm going to give speed. it my all. Like, and he made, he made a point. Like they were talking about like hitting the ground mm-hmm. and then they showed it when he actually did it in the performance. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like he's, he's going to give it his all. He yeah. Gonna do, he going to do what has to be done to become a bigger star. And I think, that's a testament to him, you know, not even really being a rapper. Like, yeah. you know, everybody in the story talks about how he was just bigger in the streets right. and didn't have to rap. But I think he saw, you know, he, see, he saw a real opportunity in rap. Whereas a lot of rappers nowadays are kind of like always been rapping and just like, oh, it's my thing. And I'm yeah. just doing this like I'm talented. So it's going to happen for me. <laughs> but he's like, nah, like his hard work beat talent. Right. And his hard work made him more talented. Right. And that's just, you know, that's really dope. I, I And again, like. It also not only does it show like the immediacy of a like an artist like a little baby and, and how he's doing it right, it also shows how like how enduring Atlanta is. I mean, you see so many people in this documentary talking about him and having seen him before. You know, I'm glad you brought up the people in the documentary. I just thought about a funny part when Drake was in the documentary. What? Hey. Drake came in talking about himself. He's talking about himself. <laughs> because at the end of the day, and, and that goes to my that goes to my question again. I feel like when he was asked to do it, he was just like, he hasn't even been around longer than me. And he's got a documentary. Nah. <laughs> the Drake documentary is definitely in the works somewhere. It has to be. I think it was just I don't know. I, I it's just the way it was edited, of course. I'm yeah. sure they asked him plenty of questions about yeah. baby, but just <laughs> he came in talking about just, to be a superstar. It's, <laughs> it's like, a weird position for him to even be in. So I could get how he could feel weird. But he is a big part of, of baby's story, and I'm yeah. glad they got him a part of it. I'm, that was a great look for them. Would just you to have, have Drake in it? Would you have used the Drake card on this documentary or or on the one that's going to come? They're going to do another one. Yeah, and Drake could be in it again. Like I, I would have been, I would have waited. Baby submitted, nah. Like nigga, Drake, you better pull up, nigga. I'm like, nah, like that, nah. That showed that it's like it, it, it shouldn't feel. First of all, it shouldn't feel hard for Drake to be a part of something like that. Yeah, like I thought about that. It's um, QC Thug Future. They're really the only rappers that I feel as though he actually like respects. Like cause no, he'll I mean, do he'll do their he'll he'll do he'll, he'll be do, on every one of their albums. Yeah, he'll do and he'll do shit for other people too. I think. Um, I don't know. Like I, I think like yeah. he'll do more for them than he'll do for other people though, Josh. But for who? <laughs> who are you name? Who would you name? Like I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> I uh, mean, he's been on way more future projects than he has on any of his other contemporaries. I'm just like who? Like I, I think a Cole. Like is that? What, I mean, I don't think I don't think yes. I, I feel like him and Cole are just kind of just like Travis we don't really need it. They got their shit. They he's only been on one Travis album, and they're pretty tight. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, they have a couple songs together that one was unreleased. Yeah. Yeah, they got some songs. I just feel like the the camaraderie between Drake and QC and, and YSL and free bands is a lot deeper than other places. I feel like Yeah, I mean I I guess, I, I guess that's just the better more rapper friends. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't even want to comment. I don't give a fuck, honestly. Shout out to them. <laughs> but um I mean he has a boy better no tattoo. I would I would assume that he's doing some things for the UK guys. But a man them. Man, he ain't been on hey kid. He has a Steph Curry tattoo too. <laughs> And the Leah, like, yeah, <laughs> tattoo, yes. You got a little Wayne tattoo too. Dude. Have you ever talked about that? I mean, I would, if I was Drake, I'd probably have a Wayne tribute tat. I don't know if I would tattoo. <laughs> Absolutely, phone. yeah. You I saved my life. Five hundred degrees logo or something on me. Yeah. I wouldn't have did his face. That would have been, <laughs> been too um, much. Yeah, I'm different. <laughs> I would have liked to see Lil Wayne on there because I, I feel as though all of his, all of his contemporaries, people compare Lil Baby to Lil Wayne a lot more than they do with anything else. I, yeah. I had always thought that he was a. Uh, I mean, Baby is clearly a descendant of, of Thug because 
that whole crew kind of taught him how to do what he does. Yeah. But people have been like, oh, it's Lil Wayne. I'm, I'm like, okay, work ethic wise, I still I still feel like Wayne mm. is one of one well, in, in that in that instance. I, I just don't feel like it's comparable. But I would have thought that it would be interesting to have Wayne there to kind of talk about it. They've got a song together. They got several songs together at this point, and I thought it would have been cool. But I mean, that, that's not to say that this documentary was lacking in any sense of the word. Like at 91 minutes, I feel like you kind of got the idea of what he was all about. Yeah, no, nah, it was a great. I love and just thinking about it some more, just the way they showed him and his son. I love that his in son, the beginning. His son is great. His son's yeah. funny when he dropped the phone. He said, "You're rich." He's like, "It's okay, you're yeah, rich." Bro, it's not a music TV show. Like they need to like have like a little something for him, a little YouTube or something. That nigga's hilarious. Like he's he's good because the thing is, is that he's so much. And I thought it, it's funny. Like obviously he's nothing like you know what I'm saying. Baby is, but it's like he's he's very much like his own character in it in yeah. itself. He's on the covers and shit with the money. Yeah. Falling. And he's always going to remember that shit. Like, yeah. and that's that's the best part to me is that he like having his son at the Grammys with him and his mom stuff like that. Like, that, those are the moments that you know the silent moments that you don't really see. Yep. And and I I love that they showed that he was he was human because it it's too easy with everything going on with with rappers getting arrested and stuff like that. We don't see that side of them. We don't yeah. see them taking care of their home. You know, man, my favorite. You just reminded me, rappers getting arrested. My favorite scene was when um they showed all the P's mug shots. And oh was like, my god! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> he was like, I've been there. I didn't see him. I didn't see him in places doing things that I cannot say. And I said, Get out of there! I'm hey, like, P, man. what you talking about, man? Shout out to P. Hey man, I love the how far QC has come. Yeah. I can't wait for the QC doc. Didn't they um, make one already? Nah, hell nah. I thought that, that's gonna be the most epic doc ever. You talking about the next baby doc, the QC doc? So Come many, the fuck on. So many stories, man. So many. I did think the QC part was like, you know, the part where they was like, we built QC into this global empire and he's showing Lil Yachty and all this other shit. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, did they, did they put the gun to your ribs for that? I mean, no, Shadi Yachty got a, um, <laughs> he just had a, 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 a pizza launch in Walmart, frozen pizza, Yachty's Pizzeria. No way. Yeah, man, he's out here. Yachty, hey, Yachty getting to the bag. Yachty getting bag? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yachty doing it. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. There it is. Is Walmart, it good? I don't know. Not ready yet, but. Some Walmarts around the world. Country. I don't know if I would feel the same if I if I don't see if I don't see QC the label, the three original representatives of QC the label, you know, well represented. Now that how things are a little bit shaky right now, I don't know if we're gonna get that. Flipper, <laughs> <laughs> skipping a flipper? No, not skipping a flipper. Rich the kid and and wire and lingo. And, uh, what's the other thing? Uh, nah, love. Johnny Cinco. Johnny Cinco. Johnny wow. Cinco. <laughs> we don't let the wrong nigga get money, man. Innovator. Innovator. <laughs> Come on, man. Literally. I just seen somebody say in a rap song, they let the right nigga get money. Did Jay-Z say that? Uh, did he? Didn't Jay-Z say that on his, uh, on his God shit? did? They let the right nigga get money or some shit like that? Did you think know. you got Johnny Cinco? Yeah, bro. Let's, let's ask Young Guru. He can't stop John, talking about this fucking verse. Uh, it was <laughs> like, brother, man. Man. Let me ask. Let me ask Young Guru. Just see, just like, damn, bro. Like, how many posts we need about this fucking this fucking verse? I want to say too, somebody. Y'all gotta put some respect on Lil Wayne's name. He he definitely came and did what had to be done on that verse. And Ross, I don't know what happened with the slander. Like, why did they put them both on that song? I'm like, bro, I, those are not bad verses. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't. I don't pay attention to the slander shit, but I must say that. Wayne did his thing and he must be uh, applauded for that. Nigga said uh, dress and tattoos on the Apex. Like, look, look at the rap game. Think about it. Think about look it. Look at the rap game. Everybody got face tats and dreads right now because of him. <laughs> he is it. Like, it's, it. that's literally crazy. Yeah. I, I was just talking about that the other day. Like, Jay Z kind of told people, like, oh, we're going to wear button ups. Mm-hmm. And like, he's had trends, but like, 
Has people like ever like tried to look like Jay Z? No. no one's ever had like a Jay Z haircut. No, like, Jay Z's not gonna get nobody to get the basket. Absolutely, <laughs> to, get, not. to get to get to get right. that one blade Caesar. Absolutely, absolutely not. Because the thing is, is Jay Z used to cut his hair mad low too, to a point where he almost yeah. looked bald. You know what I'm saying? Hold on a second. <laughs> that shit was crazy to me. Let I would me never tell, do that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I was watching. Um, I was with Smee the other day. We was watching fucking Jay Z B sides. Yeah, like on YouTube, just watching the whole performance. This man Jay Z had on. First of all, yes. Yeah, so speaking of haircut, he had that thin ass one, uh, the the one uh, fucking the half CD blade. Yeah, 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 the half blade. Jay-Z. Like you have a hairline, then like a shadow, then like skin. Like <laughs> that shit was crazy. He had like, on, like you could slap the nigga upside his head and it, it would ring off. Crazy. <laughs> but my man's outfit was so wild. He had on some denim pants, some Timberland boots. He had on a um, Michelin Ness Jordan jersey. <laughs> and then he had on a black Givon t-shirt o- un- over it. He had it over the jersey. What, what year was he did have, He did have some wild shit on that day. Huh? It was like 2018. He had on a black Givon t-shirt that had like these white stripes on it. Oh, yeah. But he that. had this jersey on under it and he kept lifting up the shirt. And you could see peaks of the jersey, but he never took the shirt off. <laughs> so this man performed with a Michelin Ness jersey as an undershirt. <laughs> How the fuck? <laughs> and, and for anyone who's never worn a Mitchell Ness jersey, they're like that shit made they're out of heavy. Wool. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> yo, we were tripping out this shit. Like yo, we thought he was gonna take the shirt off and be like, yo, I'm on my M. Like we thought he was gonna do some shit. With never the did. Never took the never jersey did. off. Walked off stage. Never did. No, I was blown, bro. I, but I mean, with with with, with Wayne is with Wayne is like. How many? How many of us put on Bape because of Wayne? Yeah. How many of? And I'm from Virginia. I'm saying that shit. When I saw Hustle music video, when I actually it was Pharrell. It was Pharrell and Wayne. I'll say that mm-hmm. it's Pharrell and Wayne that that had me, had me on my Bape shit. Wayne had us on our our our, our sneaker shit too. Wayne had us on the oversized. He had us on the chain, the the wallet chain yeah, shit, the whole skull and bone shit. He had us on my. I'm telling you, that's my story. Why I got why I got locks. I'm I like, bro. I, I wanted to be Lil, I wanted to be like Lil Wayne, bro. Because the thing is, is that he made that shit look so fucking cool, bro. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is that even if he's not at the peak of where he was, that motherfucker can still he's still cold on the mic. You know what I mean? And, and that that's just never again. Like I said, I watched the, I watched the Carter Three documentary a month ago, and mm-hmm. I, and that shit still is is one of the greatest rapper documentaries. Like if you've never seen the Carter Three documentary, watch that shit. The amount, like, like, just to compare that to the little baby documentary that we we're just talking about, that's two. That's that's two sides of, of the coin where it's it's two people that no one thought they'd make it to where they are, and then them them two being like kind of unfazed by the whole thing, just being like, I just got to be better. Yeah. Wayne found out he went he went a million in the first week, and he said, "That's cool, that's for y'all." And he went back to work. He went back to watching Sports Center. Man, that was one of the cool. It. That was one of the coolest moments I've ever seen in any documentary. Nigga, you broke a record, bro. And then it was like his his manager and everybody like man I don't know man like it, it I don't know if he's gonna do it like his manager Cortez he saw it all to be honest like he he yeah. thought he could do it he was like he's gonna do a million first week I promise you he bet money on that shit and he did it like that was an amazing documentary I think it's on YouTube I'm sure it is I think it's shitty quality yeah, well, like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. out the QD three man <laughs> they sued the shit out that nigga for that documentary but uh, Untrapped is out right now uh, Prime Video. Uh, 90, 91 minutes, man. It's, it's definitely worth it, yo. It, it's it's definitely one of the one of the coolest things I've seen all year. Uh, one thing that we w- we want to talk about, Josh. You brought this tweet up uh, a couple of days ago, last week. Somebody said, uh, somebody said, now that I know Lovecraft Country caused Michael K. Williams to relapse, 
like he had to go to therapy because of that role. I hate whenever y'all bring up being sad about it being canceled or ending. I have my own issues with Lovecraft uh, Country, namely it being a terrible show <laughs> Come on. that fed on fucking black trauma every single fucking week. No one like I just couldn't watch it. It was it was it was a lot. But apparently Michael K. Williams said the same thing. He had an interview with Tamron Hall. Uh, we talked about how it it took him. He went to therapy after filming the show. It took him back to a dark place. You know, he was a recovering addict, and it caused him to to slip back into that into that that's mode. Crazy. And that's literally how he died. Damn. Yeah. That's he, sad. That's yeah. I saw that tweet and I was like, damn. It made me think about just like you know the works we do sometimes and how that can put us in dark places and make us think about things yeah. a little more cynical and like. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting just that um, that separation of, of, you know, state and body right. and government or whatever the fuck they right. say. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It just made me think. It's like, damn, like we have so many people who uh, who provide us great art, which is painful mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we never really check up on those people or we yeah. never really think about what that art is doing to them for them to deliver that to us. Like I think about artists um, in particular, like NBA Youngboy or Kodak Black. Right. Kodak Black even has something he mentioned in his Haitian Scarface song. He's like, when he got pulled over for like the pills, and he's like, like I just got shot, like got pills, like what the fuck, like the, it's some stuff like that. I'm like, do people think about the cause and reaction and right. like, like why things are the way they are? But um, but yeah, the Michael K. Williams thing was just interesting. Um, well, he he said that you know, and again, Love Crowd Country kind of explores generational, um, kind of generational curses. Yeah. Uh, and especially with the occult kind of I saw a tweet within this thread about like how someone was like, no, nah, they cancel Lovecraft because they don't want us to know about the power of voodoo. Shut the fuck up. Like, that, like, shit is, that is not, that is not why they canceled that show. The show was expensive and I heard it had problems in the writer's room. That, that's literally why. It's not about the power of voodoo, how black people can hold the show wasn't even the power a, of voodoo. The show, the show wasn't even about that. Like, I ain't go front, man. I'll be watching, uh, I watch Pussy Valley. Pussy Valley? Yeah. I mean, it's called Pussy Valley, right? Yeah. Is it really Pussy Valley? Valley? It's a lot of little hoodoo in there, too. It's like a little, <laughs> little voodoo <laughs> shit. You, you, you haven't seen this newest season, huh? I, I have not uh, finished season two, no. Season two with some voodoo elements. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It's because Meg is in it. It's because Meg the Star is in it. Uh, <laughs> she was actually good in it. <laughs> but they, they, you know, they. I, I feel like that is the the aspects of it exploring those traumas actually caused Michael K to kind of slip into what he called at the time his old standby. So he did actually go to Narcotics Anonymous. He did actually go to therapy after it. Right. And again, his character in the show was a closeted gay man who had a son and he was an absent father and stuff mm. like that. And I'm just like. That's a lot of heavy shit to yeah. put on an actor who has had these problems. Was Michael before. K. Williams gay? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I mean, you know, I don't want to assume anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The story, the story sounds traumatic. I don't want to assume anything. <laughs> I don't want to assume I anything. I don't know. But, I, but he was a hell of an actor. I will yeah. say that. There's, there's no assumption about that. He was fucking great. But it's like, again, your workplace kind of determines that. And, and I think or that determines kind of sometimes your mood in a yeah. lot of ways. And as we kind of, and we're seeing it now as, as, as you and I and, and MC kind of rise with black print radio opportunities are going to open up, you know, people are going to come to us. People are going to be like, it's, it's like, how do we kind of stick to our, like, you know, be humble. You know I, what I mean? I, like, I, I know my thing for that is just not, I don't want to do anything that disturbs my peace. Yeah. So if it's the role that's going to earn me an Oscar and it's disturbing <laughs> my peace, I really don't want to do it. Yeah. And um, that's kind of just where I've started to come in my, where I've started to land in my old age. Right. <laughs> it's not even that old, but 
I'm glad I'm just enlightened like that. Like I, I really used to be like, oh, like I'm gonna do this and be, I'm gonna go here because like I gotta be here and like that's that's where everybody says yeah. I gotta be. And it's like, nah, like that shit. I you're, you're coming out of a situation where you kind of been in the background for a while, yeah. And now with what's gonna come, like oh, yeah. you're gonna be in the foreground nigga, and it- <laughs> only right where I stand, stand on business, stand on business, stand on business, foreground, wherever. I don't know, but I'm just my thing is like I'm never gonna do anything that like disturbs my peace and like you know I'm not an actor, so I yeah. won't have to have a role like that. But you know, just working on certain campaigns and things like that that just are. They gotta feel right. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to limit the media I consume as far as just social media, mm-hmm. just and, and then media in general of just like trauma and pain. Like, it, like it's I, you do a really good job of that. Oh yeah, it's hard for me to watch. Like even certain shows, like people, are, oh that show is great. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. good. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. What? Like, wait, what show is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just be certain shows people tell me about. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. Like that ain't. <laughs> well, oh no. Prime example is uh, I may destroy you. Oh yeah, HBO, everyone tells me how great that is. I'll never yeah. watch it. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, because the thing is, is that that pops off like episode two. Like, yeah, it goes, too, it goes so crazy, cool. and it, from there, it's like I, I couldn't. Like, it, it's a rough watch, and yeah. it, it, I'll be looking away when it should be happening. Like, I'll be yeah. like, I, like I can't watch. <laughs> yeah, it'd be wild shit happening in TV shows. Like, I don't, I, I sign up for this. <laughs> I, I feel like you do a good job of the, of, of the social media aspect. I try, I try to be better at it. I feel like I, I the thing is, is I still get attacked for literally nothing. Yeah, I mean, you be fighting wrestling niggas. On, hey, man. I don't be fighting wrestling hey, niggas. I do not, our, our, I do not fight wrestling niggas. No, hold Let's, on. Hold on. Black 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 hold on. <laughs> if y'all ever just follow, uh, hopefully you guys follow Justin on, on Twitter. OG Johnny Five, if you don't. Um, sometimes I'll just be just going through his page, looking at the back and forth between him and the people he be arguing with. Like, this thing be fighting, like, these, like, wrestling fucking fanatics. I don't fight him. Bro, I mean, you don't fight him, but I don't I don't know what you do to piss them off. I don't know if you have, like, some hot wrestling takes that they're just like, yo, all I said, your wrestling takes are so crazy. Like, they don't like it. All I said the other week, there was this 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 fucking company. Well, they actually these niggas is fighting in this company now. Like, literally yesterday, some of the wrestlers was fighting for real in the backstage. What company is it? AEW. Oh, they was fighting for real. Also, uh, fucking uh, what's the name? Action Bronson popped up. Yeah, the, the crowd didn't even know who the fuck he was. The crowd didn't even know fuck Bro, he was. I was really wondering, do people know who Action Bronson really is? They was just like, who the fuck is this nigga in the crowd? He looked like the nigga that was in the crowd. Like the some of the wrestlers that they already got <laughs> in the shit. So one one episode, they had three, they had six niggas fighting, and I said, is this doing it for y'all? Like, is this is this exciting for y'all? And somebody was like, "You would say that about a about a match that has minorities in it." And I was like, "Wait, oh, what?" Oh shit, they called you racist. Yeah, I was like, "Wait a minute." I was like, "Yo, my, I was like, you have a photo up on your thing?" No, they don't. He doesn't. Uh, no, but do you have a photo? Fo- I do. Photo. Yeah, yeah, I what? do. And I was just like, bro, I was like, bro, I, and I, maybe I should have said it. Maybe I should. I was like, bro, like my wife is like mixed race. Like, what are you? What are you saying? Like, I'm not. <laughs> My best friend's wife. That is a funny response, though. But I had to stunt a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I had to stunt. Not the mixed race part, but the fact that I have a wife in general just, you know, I had to stunt. But anyway, oh, like I, I was like, what are you what, what are you saying? And then it just went crazy. Somebody said that my wife was like white passing, they don't claim her. I was like, bro, what the fuck is going on? Did that happened? Yes. Did they like research your wife? They went on my Instagram page. Oh, see. They went on my Instagram. This is why. This is why I want to be standing on a business. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I mean, the thing is, it's not even really worth like like. Yeah. I, it was like a whole maybe four hours. And then the craziest part was this happened last week. 
So you know, one of our one of the people on the A show <laughs> that we had, that we fuck with, right? He had said, he made some comments and he closed his account down. This you're gonna laugh at this. He closed his account down, his Twitter account. <laughs> so some, <laughs> so we like, bro, why did you shut your account down for you know what I'm saying for for some Twitter shit, like for some wrestling opinion? It doesn't matter what you say. You you can defend whoever you want to defend on there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't affect you as a character? You know what I'm saying? We know who you are. So he he put a, a screenshot in there of a dude who had deactivated his Twitter a week before he did because he was homeless. He reactivated his Twitter to screenshot the fact oh. that our boy had closed his account down, screenshot it and said, I told y'all about him, literally came back to Twitter no. to do this. This is so crazy. <laughs> like, because before you even said the homeless shit, I was about to say, um... I was literally about to say, I'm like, if someone was like, like if they were like goading me on, on social media, yeah, I wouldn't even respond. I would just call three one one. I literally was just about. To, I was gonna no, say sir. it, and then you came and told me that one of these guys is literally homeless. No, that was a definite three one one situation Bro, there. For but, but but no, seriously. And the thing is, is like, listen, I I know what it's like to be there. I, I've I've slept in my car. I know yeah, what it's nah, like to struggle. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to like, I literally, even, even a tweet I said to start it, I was like, yo, somebody's literally using like, like stolen Wi-Fi to like come back and try and get at you, bro. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) And I was like, bro, like you have more, you have better things to to worry about than your internet enemy deactivating. And this is going all in like the wrestling community. Yes. (laughs) This is crazy. I didn't even. Bro. (laughs) My thing is this, yo, the, the wrestling circle is so fucking small that to the other 95% of the world this has to sound and look like the crazy. dumbest fucking it's thing crazy. ever. <laughs> that sounds like this is the wrestling community. Oh, oh like y'all there was people start like, your own fights. There was, like, there was <laughs> matches. Yeah. There was literally people like there was literally people like bro you, you making fun of homeless people and I was like no like I was saying that you should probably like you got a get lot. Off, you should get off Twitter. You should get off Twitter if that's what you that, like this is probably the reason that. Then again though I've been seeing homeless niggas out here with cell phones and shit. <laughs> I just saw no. It's not even a joke. If go to Kanye's page right now, someone just was telling him like you know. Can Kanye. we talk about this Kanye shit, man? Like a little bit, a little oh, bit. We'll talk, like, we'll talk about it on. on um, yeah. We'll talk about it on. on shout Patreon. out to Ye, man. Shut no. Nah, shout out to Ye. <laughs> shout out to Ye. He's All right, help, man. Like I, 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 when I see him kind of doing this, I'm like, oh, he kind of having like a, a moment or like a an episode. Yeah, episode. And it's like it, it's sad. It's really sad. And I, I think you know he he needs. He needs our thoughts and prayers. For real, for real. Jesus but, Christ. Um, wait, hold on. Did he just post Stacey Adams? I, <laughs> I do want to pray for a good portion of this wrestling community because, boy, y'all make this shit so fucking exhausting. I'll never forget when the NBA, because NBA and AEW are all around that same Turner area. So there was one night that NBA was on and AEW was following it. And I'll just never forget people that are really invested in professional sports now watching wrestling and seeing chris jericho being out of shape and it was nothing but pure roasting and the wrestling fans can't fight back because what are you going to fight nba niggas for you're not going to fight any of them you're not going to roast any of them <laughs> like this is just the it's, it looks niggas. so different from the rest of the world nba niggas music twitter is a bunch of like 12 year olds anyway yes all no, those like, aw fans weren't weren't going up that night the thing they is, weren't is going up most, that night most wrestling fans work at wendy's you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, like this whole shit is just funny to me. It's like, y'all he, niggas, bro, bro, it's scripted, jo- Josh. It's he, scripted. 
Josh, he reactivated his whole account to say, I told y'all about this guy. I'm like, who even told you? Where are you at? For no, and then somebody was like, they're gonna beat me up and they're gonna beat this. They they took my profile picture and like blew it up. It was like, if I ever catch this motherfucker, I'm gonna fuck him up. I'm like, yo, there's never gonna be a moment in time. My original point was folks to follow his Twitter account so you can see this stuff in action, live action. As I will, there. I will repost it. I, even people I've seen my- some of the stuff, but that's why I started like following, like just jumping from page to page, looking at some of the comments. I'm like, this shit's insane. People, people, somebody about to get <laughs> fucking stunned. You be fucking horny children, bro. Bro, people at my job are literally like, hey, Justin, this is this is the funniest thing I've seen in a couple of months. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Because it's crazy. Like, they, they think I want to work for WWE. Listen, I don't want to work for these guys. All right. I would never work for these things, like, ever in my fucking life. But that's that's what they think, man. Like, you got to protect your mental. And as things kind of like get higher and higher, man, I protect my mental, man. This shit doesn't really get to me because you got people like doing shit like that. But we are at an hour mark here, folks. We got it. We got to run out of here. Thank you all for listening to Black Print. We're going to have a, a re- last week's Black Print Radio was getting kind of intense because we didn't have a guest till the day before. I know. But now I got like a, I got a whole list of niggas I want to do this shit. All right. So like, we're we going to have one of them niggas on the show yeah. in, in a week. So thank you guys for listening. B-Sides for Patreon members on Thursday. Or is it still going to be Thursday, MC? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, still Thursday. Okay, so gonna be Thursday. So you guys get two episodes in a row this week. Uh, so thank you guys for for listening. I'm trying to find a song to queue up, man. What, what are we gonna do? I like this guy I did, man. So let, let's let's play some uh, let's play something off of that. So um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, until next time for Josh Peace MC. We'll see you guys next, next, uh, next week. I like the wretchedest women. G6, let's get it. Rich niggas coming down to the city. Yo, bitch, outside getting litty. Showing me the titties. Acting like a menace. Standing on the couch. Standing on business. Drinks in your mouth. Swallow, don't spit it. Party all the time. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Let's start with a bop. Oof, you guys are gonna love this one. Okay, callers, is the album worth a listen? It's so good. I bet you would love the intro. Let's play it. Whoa, a win like that calls for some victory music. All right, all right, we back, we back. Black Brand Radio, J5 here with Josh Pease. In the building, Josh Pease, a.k.a. Uh, Sciatica P. Oh, wow. We used that one before too, and I never even asked you. Yeah, yeah I think you have used it before, and yeah, I never asked you what it was for. I just kind of like was like, but now that you said it, I was like, oh damn, he was he was for real about that shit. Yeah, it's but, just crazy out here. But uh, we also got on the, on the boards right now, MC, our guy, MC. What's up, MC? I'm reading a Vibe article right now. Uh, it says, "Little baby spreads the wealth after winning one million dollars at a Vegas casino." Can I ask the both of you what are you doing if you immediately win a million dollars? What's like the first thing that comes to your mind? Running before I get my ankles clipped. 
You know what I thought about? The first thing that came to mind when I saw that was like how much he bet to win the million dollars. <laughs> and how long he was betting. Like how much he spent. He like might have won a million dollars and spent like eight hundred thousand. <laughs> on some real shit. Like it wasn't like much of a much of a return on the I just know how gambling is for niggas. Like and, he, and it might have not have been that much. He might have spent like thirty. 50. It's like, but who got that to just spend at the gambling table real quick? Like, I don't, I don't got it. So, but shout out to little baby. I'm not a gambling type. I'm not big on that. But I mean, MC, we know what you're doing. If you want to, if you want to, Cafe Lou? Yeah, Cafe Lou with it. You going to try to buy Cafe Lou? With a million dollars? That's a little wild. A million dollars at the Lou is kind of OD. Nah, I think that's, that's absolutely what you about to do. Uh, but what, what we about to do is introduce our guest. Uh, this is a guy that I've known for over a decade since I was in college. One of my best men at my own wedding, a, a legend in his own right. I mean, he's been in the radio business for over 20 years at this point. Man. Uh, our guy, Arthur Willis, A plus. He didn't like for me us to call him A plus when he was, when he was, he was oh, out no, here. It's Mr. Arthur Willis. <laughs> they call me Arthur Willis. <laughs> they call me Arthur Willis when I hit the bank. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting early. We're starting early. No, no, I appreciate it, my brothers. Thank you, man. Thank you once again. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Nah, man. Nah, thank you for being on the show, man. How, how you feeling? What, what's it? What's it like out there in Cleveland in your high rise apartment, man? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, man. You know, I, I gotta say once again, thank you for the invite. I got a plug that we just had a successful summer jam. We've had this concert now for about over a decade here in Cleveland, and it went off really well. So, salute to my Radio One Cleveland staff, Z1079. We really, really put on a great show, man. Kodak Black was the headliner due to a uh, little dirt having that injury, Lala. You know, so he wasn't able to. You know, he's pushed all of his dates in the next month. But I mean, he did. The thing is, is that he's so ubiquitous with the internet. You didn't even notice he was gone. Cause like the college video was the first time he had like returned. Oh yeah, damn, I didn't even. Damn, that's crazy. Like he he was like, and the thing is, you couldn't even tell that like anything had happened or, or anything like that. But yeah. our our fucking, I met you like on some like, at an internship at a radio station that I had back in the day. I was you know I met you. I was like you know you was asking me like oh what is what's some of the things you into. And I was just like oh yeah you know I'd be on forums. I was on SOHH.com. He was like oh word what's your name. And then we found out that we knew each other from the message board, and we was only, like, miles away from each other. Like, that shit was crazy. That's actually wild. That's a fact, yeah. And then from there, I mean, love of music, wrestling, it was like, oh, man, it was crazy. Long lost brother. Yeah. Down the road, down, down 64 East in the 75. But we back again, and, and, and of course, like, we've all linked together. Like, we, we've always kind of just been, I mean, again, ubiquitous with each other. I mean, like, I've... I've I've seen I, I've seen your rise to to you know being on uh in, in Richmond Radio all the way to so many cities that you've been to and the thing is when most people like ask me about you know A plus what does he do I'm like man he's he's really just like a student of the game like how far back did you know that you wanted to be in radio Yo fine that's a great question because I I just found one of my old notebooks that I had packed up when the last time I visited home in VA and it was like a composition book so just for starters, like when I was a kid, I had to have like one of those me composition books every time we went to like CVS or Walmart or something. And you know, I would just jot ideas or whatever I had down. And this is as far back as seven or eight years old. So in that book, I have stuff from like 95, 96, 97, where I'm making like fake playlists because I was reading the source early on. And thank, thank God my mom didn't have a problem with that at like seven or eight. You know, that's kind of like messed up. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, mom. Thank you for allowing me to read the source at an early age. Because <laughs> it just like kind of piqued, piqued my interest super early, you know? I was able to just like 
listen to the radio for a long time at night and stuff. And like, I don't know, I fell in, I fell in love with music that way. Just being, just being like kind of inquisitive, you know, I, before even my love of music in radio, I had like a love for like cars as a super, like, like seven years old. And I would like cold call like 800 toll free numbers of like car makers. Whoa, like whoa, what, Mercedes whoa, what, what 800 numbers are you <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but I would cold call these numbers that I would find in magazines and they would send brochures to the crib. This is the same way, like in a magazine, like, you know, remember, remember Columbia House, BMG, 12 CDs, yeah, the penny, price of one? Uh, penny yeah. for 12 CDs or whatever. Right. So in the source, like I would fill that out as a kid. And because I had the same name as my father, it would go to his credit. So it would come to the crib, like, welcome. You just, welcome to Columbia House. And it's oh, got like man. my dad's name. So, you know, <laughs> thankfully, you know, n- nothing bad happened. Thanks, Mr. But Willis. Early on, man, the, the music, the music found me like in the early, like like early nineties, man. I guess you could say mid nineties. And, and the and thing, it's been, like on from there. And the yeah. thing is, there's so many like legendary radio stations up up from where we are. So it's like you can go all the way back down to 103 Jams, where I'm from in Norfolk, all the way to the many different hip hop stations that have been in Richmond over the past 20, 30 years, all the way up to. I, I believe you used to like you used to like find a way to get you like find a way to get radio stations from from upstate. Yeah, hundred percent. So a couple of ways. So I would visit my family in the seven five. I had a lot of family in Chesapeake and Hampton and whatnot. And like, man, sometimes even if it's going to visit like my older, you know, you 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 ride with your older aunt and she's going to visit some of the older members of the family. It's like, especially if you're a kid, you like, man, it's going to be one of them long rides, man. I don't know, it's going to be <laughs> nothing for me to do when I get here. But I had the radio, so it was like I go because one hundred three jams was that much better than what Power Night Two was offering. In the yeah, right. These will be honest. <laughs> be honest, okay. <laughs> It was a long time, but to be honest, but um, that's just what it was. And from there, man, also, this is a true story. For, I don't know if I told this one before, but I was a tape trader. Like when I became like privy to the internet, like 13, 14, early 2000s, they had like these radio tape trader sites, right? Wow. And I got these tapes from a station um, in Dallas, Texas, I believe it was K104 and 97.9 The Beat. And um, I was just like blown because this is the first time I heard UGK let me see it. Wow. It was the first time I heard Lil Flip. It was the first time I heard Lil Flip, I can do that. And um, I was just like mind blown, like, wow, these songs never get played in Virginia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, man. never. So, so like I said, tape trading, right? I got put on punishment. So my mom didn't give me like the, the Maxell cassettes I needed <laughs> to send it back. So I was on like the band list in 2001, like, don't send to Arthur Willis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Amongst the radio tape trading community, I had to officially retire. I only was like three months in. That's that's cool. Who were who some of your favorites, like, growing up? Obviously, Flex was, was some of your favorites. Who, oh, like, who, who kind of motivated you other than that, like? I gotta say, off top, uh, the Buddha Brothers. We gonna talk about seven five seven radio. Them. Shout out to um, them. Yeah, for sure. Rest in peace, DJ Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big B is of course still with us. And um, just hearing like they used to play so much Wu Tang. So I gotta say, Wu Tang was one of my early influences because my older cousin, who I looked up to, was on to them early. So I got put on the Wu Tang like say I don't know seven years old. So they played a lot of Raekwon, a lot of joints you just did not hear on the radio in Richmond to say Friday or Saturday night. And this is throughout the week. And sometimes you can get like 103 jams on certain parts of the side of, of my side of town in Richmond, the East End, right. at night. So I would listen to them. I would go in the car and just listen. My mom's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going in the car. Be right back. <laughs> you know, I ain't going far. So it was just that love of, of you know, finding, just once again, being inquisitive, just love of just seeking out music from an early age. Even, you know, uh, back in the day, of course, you know, the only thing I really had as a kid was like Power Rangers and then it like was a long lull. And then of course, WWF, you know right. what I mean? I had action figures like that. But 
man, my allowance went straight to like cassette singles, man, like in albums. You know, I had reasonable doubt. And yes, I was that kid that would like go to the singles. But the thing is, is like on a tape, that's hard to do, bro. Like you got to fast forward and like kind of guess. Yo, I had Buster Rhymes the coming on, on cassette. And you're right. Like fast forwarding like to not just Wuha, but the second single I believe was It's a Party with John A. Like it was yeah. hard. You had to fast forward through a whole bunch of Lord Have Mercy features and rampage. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want to fucking guys. You oh, man. But, but um but I mean it like that early though. But the thing is is that you were so tapped into like like so many things from different coasts. Obviously you just mentioned Houston, but like if, if anyone was to ever ask A plus something about another fucking city. He knows what the fuck they plan at what time when they plan it. I even like Josh. I know you know. Like you, you've taught A plus. You've been like, yeah. damn, how the fuck did he know this shit? Nah, it goes about just being a student of the game, bro. Like you really kind of. And it, I think it started from. I think from my perspective is like the forums. It kind of exposed you to everything and just like right. you kind of speaking on the regional rap. Like I, I had a question just off the top of my head. What's your favorite uh, region of rap? Hmm. Wow. Um. And now this is funny too, Josh. Because I gotta say, if you asked me this when I was. 18, 19, I'm going to say all day. You know what I mean? Word up, man. <laughs> 95, East Coast. But now I have to say, man, it has to, it has to be the South, man. I mean, okay. I kind of like, you know, I, I would say Midwest has definitely been there in the last decade, especially with this run of Detroit rap that's been going on. I'm sure we're going to talk about. But, but overall, I mean, my favorites have come from the South, you know, other than Hove, I mean, Gucci is probably my one of my biggest favorite rappers ever. And we can talk about that later. Yeah, too, yeah. We're, we're gonna talk all about Gucci Mane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I gotta admit, most of them come from the South, man. So I gotta I gotta be, you know, I don't wanna be generic, but I gotta say the South. One one thing that was always kind of awesome to me was that I had never known anyone who knew the machinations in the background of radio. So like when we used to talk, we would talk for hours about just how shit worked. And one thing that like what makes it so interesting on the outset, no one would really know what you do. And you're like a, you're a PD, you know what I'm saying? Like you direct right, everything right. that goes on in the radio station. But it's like not only do you do that, but you've been kind of angling for this your whole life. And one of my favorite stories of yours yeah. is that you had created air tapes and you would have yeah, air tapes right. created. Like if anyone knows what the air tape is, that's like kind of like a practice run. It's kind of like a demo tape. For like, if yeah, you're trying to do radio, yeah, yeah, and it's like, your demo. Yeah. you was doing them shits at 10, 10 years old and you actually made, like, they actually like fucked with you. Yeah. Like, so this is like, uh, also this may be the cheesiest story I've ever shared with anybody, but y'all my brother, so I'll let it be known here. Cause it's, it's a payoff here. There's an intersection of like my two favorite things as my, as a kid. So 10 years old, 10 years old, listen to that. 10 years old, put that in bold. Radio <laughs> Disney. Okay. Radio <laughs> Disney. Yeah. Know about Radio Disney. Okay. It's okay. I, I listened. Yes, I no, did. It's funny. It was AM and my my uncle. Shame. My uncle used to be a GM of Radio Disney. That's crazy. So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally, so my uncle was like heavy in radio. Now that I'm thinking about it, I never really like made that connection until now. But he works for uh, I forgot where he works now. But his name is Leon. But uh, yeah, he used to be a GM of Radio Disney. He like like helped launch it. I remember That's crazy. I had all their merch and shit. Wow. You had you had tickets to Disney on wow. ice. Yeah. Right, for the free, right, for right. the free, so, for the free ski. So I was ten years old. Radio Disney was a listener, and I once again being inquisitive. I, I used to cold call any and everybody, so I cold called them as well. Um, their studios were like twenty minutes out, and my mom took me one day, and um, I voiced like some promo for them. And like this is once again like not knowing what a promo was. But it was something about 7-Eleven and something like Radio Disney giving away free Slurpees for the kids. Pause. But that's you know what was going on. So 
So <laughs> when I go there, as a, I guess as like a prize or whatnot, I didn't win. I didn't think I wouldn't want anything. It's one of the station tour or whatever. But they gave me four tickets to WWF house show. This is a house show in late 98 because the first show I went to was early in that year. The uh, the Raw with the uh, Terry Funk and Foley Falls County anywhere all over the arena. In yeah, Richmond. yeah. Oh, and that's crazy. Three. So this is my second time going to a WWF live event and they just gave me tickets. So it's like the intersection of like radio and wrestling. And I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta find out how to be and be in this industry somehow. And then from that point on, I just did the knowledge. And lucky enough, like my high school had a radio broadcasting and journalism uh, class. And that's how like I really started tapping in and finding out like, you know, making connections and really find out the ins and outs of the industry. And, and and that's what was crazy is that like no one really kind of and we're, we'll talk about more kind of like the the background of like you know what you do and how you do things but it's like yep. i want people to like see that like your story is like incredible and not a lot of people know that like you've been angling for this ever since you was a kid and i think that's been the most inspiring part about it and it's like we what we love to do on the show is talk about the people behind the scenes and there's no one more fucking behind the scenes than you like you see <laughs> shit that i never thought you know what i'm saying i would ever see or, or, or talk about like, I appreciate it, man. And I mean, that's go, go ahead. I'm sorry. But one of the first times I went to New York, I don't know if you remember this, is when we went to the BET Hip Hop Awards in 2010. And yes. we got on yes. a, we got on the China bus, Josh, the oh, the, the fifty dollar <laughs> yeah, China bus. <laughs> and I had I literally I think I had like broke up with my girlfriend or some shit like that. It was like end of the year. We it was like I was like I was still on campus or whatever. He was like, let's go to New York. Let's go to the, the Hip Hop Awards. So we we hopped on a bus. We got there like 4 a.m. It was literally like 13 hours in in New York. We went to the BET Hip Hop Awards. It was the weirdest fucking thing I ever went to in my life, because it was the first time I'd ever been to like a show where, like, during the commercials, they tell you to like they they don't they ain't doing shit. Like this between oh, yeah. tape and right. they taped it out of order. So they tape like I think they take Drake winning an award and then performing later on in the night. But in the actual show, it was like back to back. So it was like I, right. I had no clue what the fuck was going on. And, and like I think by like maybe two hours into a four hour fucking taping, I turn around I see A plus smoking weed. I said, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> what venue was it at? We have located the pack. <laughs> where where was it at? Do you remember? Don't take long. I, I don't remember what it where the where the uh where the actual event was, do you? Was it Hammerstein? I think it was okay. it Hammerstein. I think it was Hammerstein. In fact, because we had you had done, we had went to like Def Jam and shit. And again, like I'm like a kid. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is the thing is plus like you like you're younger than me. So like I'm looking at it like, bro, this motherfucker is really doing it. I gotta, I gotta get on my shit because like oh my God. <laughs> we had we had gone to Def Jam. We're gonna talk about Khaled in a second, but we saw Khaled there selling Ace Hood, and not not like selling, selling but like him. he was selling them like as far as like y'all gotta play his shit. Like, <laughs> but like right, right. <laughs> the funny part was is that like I got to see like, again like people like like I said like people you see a lot of shit that like. You know, people don't know that you see. I got to see Khaled in his element, and that nigga is legitimately exactly the same way that you see him on TV. He is like that in real life. People have to know that, right? And that, that's so true. Like he, he's definitely not turning that off ever. I don't ever seen him like. Matter of fact, I've only seen him mad one time, and this was because they didn't have his after party bag right at a concert like ten years ago back in Richmond, and he was livid. I'm talking about he was cutting a shoot promo on whoever the promoter was. Now he's like, no, no, listen, 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 listen. No, no, listen to me. Listen, no, no, you're not, you're not listening to me. And I was like, whoa, I've never seen him like this. But that, like, 10 minutes later, we hit, like, the mic, and he was back, like, we're all about that love. I was like, wow, he knows how to go, like, on back in immediate form. Like, it's crazy. He's about that bag. I feel him. 
So one one thing, Josh. Josh want to talk about one thing about the radio business. I want to get this out the way early. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost brought it up earlier, honestly. <laughs> it's a uh, no. It's funny, man. I always, when I think about radio, I think about Paola just instantly all the time. That's not, it's just the first thing that comes to mind. I'm like, is this? No, my thing with this is like, is this real? Is someone really giving people paper bags full of money to play records on the radio? Like. In this day and age, I couldn't even imagine it. But back yeah, in the day, I could, I, I could see it. But I'm like, did it really happen as often as people talk about it, or is it just like some shit? I honestly think it's more so in the independent space. You know, I've never been lured into a dark corner with some guy in a hat in a, in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I've never experienced that. But to say that it doesn't happen, I can't. You know, I can't speak for everybody. But I've never had anybody approach me on that on, on a major label. You know, stance like, hey. Hey man, you know what? Uh, you you want to go ahead and take this for that? Like nah, nah, I haven't had that happen. But I can see it with the independent promoters. Have I had a local rapper come up to me and try to just eat on the middle of the street? Like what y'all need? What you what, what yeah. do you need, bro? What do you need from me, bro? I'm like, I, I don't need a damn thing, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I seriously, I always tell them like me giving me my input and my time is more valuable than me giving giving me money for a designer belt. Like, come on, man, cut it out. Absolutely, uh-huh. that's the. Uh-huh. It's funny in the, in the DSP space. I feel the same way. It's like there's no, you can't pay me any money to make your music pop. Right. I mean, I can give you, I can man. bring you my ear, and I can tell you, hey, this is that, but you couldn't pay me to to do that. Like, it just that's not how it works. So I was curious if it was just like that in that space as well. But it seems seems very much like it is, and people are crazy. <laughs> but Josh, I think you can attest to this though. Is relationship that currency in this industry? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to have relationships. Like relationships make everything work in this industry. And that's not, you know, I don't think that's anything wrong with that. I think you look at many, you know, different forms of, of, of you know, the, any other industry. Relationships relationships factor in all the time. Absolutely. So so A plus, how you get that PS5 though? <laughs> <laughs> I paid for it with my hard earned money, okay? <laughs> Get that mine. So uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time reconciling something this week that, you know, I, I've, I've said it to you guys. Uh, anytime like a, a Khaled album comes out, it's, it's like a one listen and I'm done. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I you know, it's never going to be like, listen, it's never going to be like, we the best. This new album is pretty good, man. And I'm having a hard time reconciling it. And I bring this up on this show because like it, it is a solid album and I, I do think it's actually pretty good. But because like, I mentioned it earlier, like, and you would understand A plus. We love the ridiculousness of Khaled. Like, that's uh, absolutely the hallmark. One of our one of our greatest characters, one of the greatest performance artists of our time, and hmm. in, in, in rap, Period. like he he gets it. But if we had to rank these albums, he's, he has like thir- 13, 35 albums. Let me, let me bring these shits up. What what are you ranking this new one? How you feeling feeling about this new one? This guy has got some joints on there. I I, I think. You know, we we discussed this throughout the week. I, I have to put this somewhere near the top five. And some may say that, you know, wow, that's kind of rushing to judgment. But have you listened to I've Changed a lot? <laughs> have you listened to Suffering from Success? In the, in the last six months, have you? Okay. All right. Okay. But, I, I, okay, so, like, wow. obviously, listen is probably, he's got 13 fucking albums. How did this happen? I'm I'm so confused at 13 albums. I'm trying to think through them. They're all great titles, though, so by the way. You have honestly. Listen. The album, great album, great we, title. We the best. Yeah, we, we global came back, hit us with global at that point. Uh, victory, which I didn't now. Victory, I didn't remember at all. Let me be clear, but it had fed up on it. I think. It, no, I think I think we global has fed up, and isn't victory all I do is win? Is that the album that has all I do is win on it? Oh yeah, it the is. The gift that keeps on giving. Yes, it, it it is the one. Damn, he actually did catch one off that. Uh, we the best forever, which is has two songs on there. 
uh, Kiss the Ring, which is crazy. I don't remember that one at all. Yeah, I don't either. That, but that had uh, I Want to Be With You on there. I don't remember Kiss the Ring. You remember that one? I, I, like, I, 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 I don't remember the, the name. I remember the singles. Take it to the head of the classic. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Actually, MC, get in on this conversation. So you got Suffering some, from Success. You got I Changed a Lot, Major Key, Grateful, Father of a Shot, Khaled Khaled, and God Did. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, major key on down all the way to God did. Don't remember anything from him. Don't remember a single thing. And also five, real quick. You have to. I think we have to put this almost like grouped by record label releases, right? So there's the Koch releases, yeah. there's the Cash Money uh, Universal releases, mm-hmm. and then there's the Epic releases. Right. I think we're all in agreement here that God did is the by far the best Epic release so far. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. One hundred percent. Uh, the Cash Money albums, I don't, I can't remember. What was the one with I'm on one with, on there? You we, know, we're the best forever. We're the best forever. Forever, <laughs> forever. But the thing is, is that album came out at a that album came out at a time in a in a moment. I think we all remember where we were in 2011 when I'm on one came out that summer, and it hit right at the beginning of the summer, and it it rolled right. through, through the whole joint. Like, wait, I'm on one was on that was not we the best forever, was it? Yes. It was when oh, he said that. That was the first song on the album. Yeah, that yeah, was the "Welcome to My Hood" album. Too. Yeah, "Welcome to My Hood" was huge. Oh right, he loved yeah. going. He loved going to the hood and welcoming you there. <laughs> <laughs> he loved being the tour. He guy. just he can't stop welcoming you to his fucking. Bro, hood. we the best. Fan. This is why Khaled's important to hip hop. Oh, I'm that's, looking at that's these a albums. controversial statement. No, he's very people. important to hip hop. Like, yeah. I'm looking at these albums like. Without we the best forever, I'm on one like that. That was like Drake's kind of like, all right, like yeah. you about to be in the street rap lane. You about yeah. to start talking about the yeah. niggas for real. Like yeah. it was one of the first big records for him. And now I'm thinking about um. Do you remember the first line? You first time you heard the line at the end of his verse? I just feel like throwing this for the taking. Watch me take it. Like that was low key a fucking moment. Yeah. And, then, and then it was like, oh, they talking about you know Jay and Kanye. And then that whole thing started from that. Yeah, no. Nah, they were furious when they heard that. <laughs> They made a whole album about that shit. Like that's that's the crazy part about it. But like he made them delete ham. <laughs> Damn, whatever happened to ham? <laughs> Who did ham that? that was a, album. But I knew ham. It was like y'all y'all know Lex Luger beat. That was a Lex Luger beat, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like with op- opera, with opera on it. Like oh what? My God, I hate when niggas was doing that. The opera with the 808s and shit. That was the corniest time of rap. That's like Givenchy rap. That. But yeah, but that's that. That was when niggas was wearing the big stars. They was wearing kilts, yeah. leather pants, and shit. a lot of plaid. That was, and, um, that was when Kanye. That's when Kanye was battering and beating up the phrase taste level. You know what I mean? You have a certain taste level to appreciate this. See, this is a regular track with just 808s. But if I put opera on here, I just raise the taste level. That's a good Kanye. That was a good Kanye. Is that South Park? Is that South Park, Eric Kanye? (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's like, I, I, but the thing is, is that I always agree with the Khaled take because even when people were saying, like, what does he do? I'm like, what What doesn't he do? He's promoting these albums. These yeah, artists well, are not. I just thought about when you said he was promoting or selling uh, Ace, Hood. Ace Hood. It's yeah. like, yeah, he was, he's probably doing it really well. Look at yeah. Ace Hood's career. Right. So his watch fell off, but right. like, <laughs> Khaled couldn't help that. Watch fell off, he fell off. Man. That shit but, um, but, 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 but Ace Hood is a rapper that got more shots than any other artist I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my life. So mm-hmm. Ace Hood. By the time Bugatti happened and Hustle Hard, all that stuff happened, People gave up on rappers. They never got shots like that so far. That was like his fourth or fifth shot by the time he released Hustle Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, nah, and that's a testament to Khaled and just what he does. I hate the what does Khaled do argument. I hate he, it. You know what's crazy though? I, I, I like the the clip he just put up of him in the studio with uh, Future when they did Beautiful. Yeah. Because like he came to Future with that record. He came to Future with that 
entire record with his 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 intro on there. Already. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Somebody, did you do the intro before? <laughs> and that, and that's funny because like that's <laughs> funny because that's funny because I watched the Fam Good We Good behind the scenes joint too, and I'm glad he's doing this now yeah. because I feel like what God did. If I feel like marketing wise, it was way too much gimmicks. This one is just literally he got straight to the music, and yeah. it fe- it felt like one of the yep. older Koch releases, Cash Money releases, because yeah. he wasn't trying to do a pop lane. He was trying to just kind of stick to what's what's going on right now. Yeah. And then call Bieber to summer around. Exactly. And I, I mean, like, I, I hate that because it's like not only is he promoting these records, he's putting them together, and it's like you have we haven't seen anybody do that since like Diddy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's like exactly. that's what people would that's the conversation people would have about Diddy back in the day. It's like, what the fuck does he do? It's like I mean, he would put a little couple bars on a song, but in the end he's he's arranging these songs, he's putting the people on there, and it's not just him saying we the best music at the beginning, because on the album he says it on every fucking song, let me tell you. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's you know, it's putting the songs together, it's being able to have the relationships to get those songs and put those together. Like, I don't yeah. know who could call SZA in future and put them on a the song together. That seems and it's so good. like, it, it seemed like it should have happened years ago, but it's never happened before. Or were they on the, the Black Panther shit together? Or no, I just... They were on the soundtrack, but they weren't on the same okay, song. Right, yeah. the I don't know, song. I just feel like right. something should have happened and, and he made it happen. And like, I don't know, Cal has been a part of a lot of different moments. I was just thinking, um, holy key, you guys were shitting on that album, which... <laughs> Oh. Rightfully so, it wasn't that great. It was the Holy Key was like the Snapchat area. I feel like, yeah. But um, yeah. But he had the Nas album done record on there, and I feel like that record re- reignited Nas's whole po- like second phase or yeah. second win or whatever you want to call it. But I, I think I think with stuff like Major Key, and I think the one after that was, was um was Grateful. I was like, I felt like he wasn't tapping in with like the what people were actually listening to, and I feel like with now it's like you got Kodak on there. You got like oh, no, 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 no. there. Grateful had wild thoughts, bro. <laughs> That's a huge oh, that record. Was, that was That's a huge he keeps record. A joint. But I, I want to. I think I like. I think I like Khaled in the We the Best We Global pocket more than I like oh, him in sure. the. Pocket. That's my favorite era, Khaled. But it, but I, sure. I respect. Well, on the other end, I respect the Barry Gordy <laughs> thing he was trying to do with that. But I don't. I, I just. I feel like it wasn't for me. God did is definitely people that I listen to and that, like. You get current, recent, future verses. I'm good. We good. Because <laughs> he had a hard drive of unreleased 2011 <laughs> to 2013 future verses. I think he's not even halfway through yet. He ran out you of know? them joints. He ran out of them joints. But <laughs> I'm looking at Grateful. I'm looking at this track list, and this should have just been a Travis Scott collab album. He had like five songs on here. <laughs> There's a Travis Scott and Nas song. That's amazing. He, that, that was the one that had to the max with Drake and I, and everyone didn't understand it in the beginning but I was like bro like he kind of he was trying to he was kind of on that on that wave before it was like the yeah. uh, the Baltimore shit like he was on that wave before a little bit Drake been on that that's why it's not even, I'm not even mad at the, the Drake album currently because it's like you know he's always dipped his toes in different little regional subcultures right so so right the album with, or the playlist with Passion Fruit that was with more life right mm-hmm, exactly yep mm-hmm. Yeah. So five what? Years ago. So you rank in the top five. What's what's your favorite Khaled album? Everybody in the room. Let's go. Starting with you, plus. I'm gonna start off with, I, you know, I want to put listen because I haven't heard it in so long, so I shouldn't put it number one. I'm gonna put We the Best number one, and put that number one. I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put listen number two because I haven't actually listened to listen in a while. But that that Beanie Siegel and Jada Kiss problem song just holds a special place in my heart, along with Born and Raised and everything, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Uh, number three. Wow. Number three. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put God did here for right now. I've been listening. I've gone back to this Khaled album more times than I've ever gone back to a Khaled album in quite some time this week. So I'm gonna put that number three for right now. 
Number four. Number four. Uh, wow. I'm stuck. I'm stuck on either uh, uh, was it not a victory or grateful because grateful did have wild thoughts. I mean, that's, that's oh, a song wow. you know that still gets played All, to this awful day. Wild, wild thoughts had y'all in a, in a headlock like Bro, that. That's a great song. That's a really <laughs> a good great song. song, man. God damn, it's a great song. Vic, victory number four, grateful number five. I'm out. I'm that's I'm, I'm done. What I'm about good. you, Josh? What's your top three? Maybe my top three is crazy. I'm, I'm looking through them right now. I think it's gonna go. Damn, we the best is number one. Yeah, I don't remember what song. Listen, it's not on stream anymore, so it's a forgotten album. Listen had, point. listen had the right. Lil Wayne single. Goddamn, MIA. It had that weird freeway and clip song at the end. <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> I'll let me babies on there, man. It had yeah, a Holly babies on there. Grammy family's on there. Oh yeah, so that's, that's probably. There. Oh wow. yeah, hold on, yeah. yeah. So that's number one. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen's number one. <laughs> listen's number one. <laughs> yeah. But the thing, the thing about listen, the thing about the first three albums, he's still saying nigga on those, and I, I don't think he wants listen to come oh, out. Come on, because he's time. no MC. No, the, the different time. What different time is Yeah, MC, what are you talking about? What a different but time. My thing is, my thing is this. Hashtag different he should have just stuck with it. <laughs> you already got it all. <laughs> Niggas ain't tripping. Song? Yeah, like. Cause no people wasn't really tripping. Like I, you know, what I trip off nah. of more. I trip off of more that he's a Muslim man that be like so hard on like the guy I did and like oh, you, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like you should just be Allah did like you should be. <laughs> you, you would bar Khaled up for that. I, people I, bar people bar him up for that. I feel he's, it's weird to me. He he pushes a lot of. He pushes Haram first of all. <laughs> <laughs> what, about the, what about the McDonald's commercials? Yeah, like the, yeah, that was oh yeah, he had a sausage, uh, yeah, the sausage biscuit, bro. And that's what I call a good morning. A good morning. <laughs> He's a terrible Muslim. God damn, Khaled. Yeah, Khaled got chill. Like Khaled. Oh my god, I'm more concerned about that than him saying the N word. <laughs> Straight up. So listen, sausage biscuits is worse than the N word. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's a part of hip hop, but that's the thing. If if he's if if he's saying it, if he, if he's saying it, niggas is not getting mad at Fat Joe saying it. Yeah, like Fat Joe, you know what I'm saying? saying? Like yeah. Fat Joe I mean, has it, never it stopped saying it. He has never stopped. But I respect Khaled not doing it because he he realized he was in a different space. But OGZ said, OGZ, if OGZ can say nigga, bro, Khaled can say nigga. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, but 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 Nav can't. Nav gave up quick. I know, and I'm I'm kind of mad about that. Nav but, tapped but, out too but, fast. But, but too. I mean, but, li- but listen, like, but, <laughs> hey, the brown boy my, gave it up, man. Yeah, I don't, my Arab brothers, y'all gotta understand, y'all. If you in this struggle with us, you in this struggle with us. Oh my god, man! I'm out. Hey man, hey, hey man, they got his brother locked up in the key. You know, he, hey, he kept it real. But the thing is, is like Nav said, nigga, it's like look at him, look at him. I know. You know what I'm I know. Nav is a little different. <laughs> face. It's like Nav. You gonna ride with it? Ride with it. Like if I if I if I heard if, if it was me, you and Nav oh in the room, Josh, God. and we was watching TV, and somebody said "nigga," and I looked in the corner, and it was Nav, I wouldn't believe it was him saying "nigga." <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't believe I it was you. him saying "nigga," I dog. I'd be I like, "Who the fuck in here said nigga, man?" But uh, it's it's tricky. It's tricky. Because <laughs> Nav mean, is a little because Nav I want, is a little different. I want Nav to say. I love my niggas. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a little different. Nav, okay. But if Khaled said it, I wouldn't be mad at that. Hey, man, niggas did. If Khaled said niggas did, I wouldn't be mad. (laughs) Niggas did. We let worse shit slide. I'm sorry. We let worse shit slide. Listen, number one. What's number two? So, listen, number one. We the um, best number two? Damn, nah, because when he when he went on the Young Money run, those albums was good. What was that? Kiss the Ring. We the best forever is probably one Kiss of his worst ring. albums to me. 
We the best forever was 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 garbage. Nah, I what, like, what was the album with You Mind? Because he's responsible for the You Mind concept fully. He's responsible for a lot of concepts that work. You, you Mind concept. I changed. I changed a lot. Another classic. Yeah, I changed uh, a I lot. Changed a lot. That guy Gold Grill is. Remember, y'all, we grilling and we fucking at the same time. All right. At the same time. Who that, hasn't done it? That also. That also had. Uh, I, I don't play about my paper, which had like a 2012 future verse <laughs> on it. You can't tell me anything different. <laughs> And it had uh, it had a Jay Z song on there. They don't they don't love you no more. When Jay was trying to really get on these trap beats, oh and it my was God. he looked like Jordan on the Wizard. Of trap oh beats. man! All right, yeah. So it's, it's basically. <laughs> yo, and they gassed it so hard. Oh, yo, we have literally been gassing these verses for like eight years, bro. I'm starting to realize it now. Niggas did what album was for free on. <laughs> Great, grateful <laughs> for free was on for for free was on Major Key. For oh, so what was new? Key. What was no new friends on? No new friends was on. Uh, uh, that was on Kiss. suffering from success. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah well, no it was. was 2013, 2013. Yeah, okay, yeah. so it's listen suffering for success, which is my favorite album title from him ever. I love that title. <laughs> Wait, he's just doing this. That's an amazing title. <laughs> and then, um, and then I think the new one's number three. I like, uh, I like God did. All right, MC. I don't need like we we got it. We got to go to a break real quick. So your top three right now. We don't need no long tirades. I know how you do. It's top three. Okay, listen. Okay, listen. Number one, we the best. Um, I will go. Uh, what was it called? I just literally said, oh, I changed a lot. I'll go, um, I want to go grateful over suffering from success, but suffering from success was really strong. So I might go suffering from success. And then my fifth is actually a sleeper. It's not on streaming. It's an album that he did with E-Class and I'm sure Birdman owns it. So we'll never see the light of day. It's called Live from the 305. It has many, many, many Miami classics on it. That's I told this about. nigga not to do a tirade. He did a tirade anyway. Thank you. Thank you, MC. I'm sure the Piccolo song on there too. Uh, Piccolo songs on there, uh, Briscoe songs on there, Billy Jesus Blues Christ. on there, Bizzles on there, Piccolo's on there. He lauded, he lauded up. He lauded up bopping to that. Okay, my top three. Uh, my top three. No order. No order. I got I got PTSD from working a complex. I can't do list no more. My top three. Uh, God did. Uh, we the best. And you know what, man? I'm, I'm riding with Mark. I'm gonna go. With, I changed a lot. I did listen to that. I, I burned through that one because that had how many times on it too. How many times? Classic man, trying to tell you that, that was fire. Like so we go take a break. We're gonna play one 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 joint. One of my favorite joints off this Khaled joint uh, called "Beautiful or Future." And says that we'll be right back. We're gonna talk to A plus about that one time that him and Gucci, old Gucci, not clone Gucci, had an issue. <laughs> we'll be right back on Blackpink Radio. That was Larry June. I like that album. Yeah, man. I like Larry June a lot. It's a really good one. It's a real good one. Uh, now, before that, we have beautiful DJ Khaled. Niggas did. In Future and Scissor. <laughs> <laughs> we still here with MC. We still here with A+. Man, this has been hilarious. I, I looked down and I, we, we already cleared 40 minutes. <laughs> My bad to anybody expecting songs today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Amp. Amp did. Anyway. A plus, one of the most legendary stories in your in existence, and it's not even like the top one to me. I think I think that I think you've outclassed it. But I remember you called me one day 
called me one day. He was like, damn, this motherfucker tried to play me, man. <laughs> he tried to play me. You <laughs> and I said, who? He said, Gucci, man. And I said, I hung up the phone. I said, I'm not fucking with that. <laughs> I walked away from the phone. I don't need I don't need that in my life. What what happened? Because is the picture still online of the of the tense? oh the video? The, is the is the video still online? Yes, it's, it's on YouTube. I, I believe it's been bootlegged a couple times. So I think all things considered, if you if you put them all together, it's like a million views. Plus. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so can you can you tell us like what happened with you know what I'm saying? You and you and Gucci Mane, and again, you you mentioned this before the break. You say he's one of your favorite artists of all time, or he is your favorite artist of all time. I remember when I was on the fence with Gucci Mane, you kind of brought me back. He was like, "You did listen to this, Will Chamberlain, No Pin." You know what I'm saying? All all of the mixtapes you put yeah. me onto, and I became a fan from that. Not only that, just being in Richmond, they play fucking photo shoot. It's kind of like the bridge back into the good music, but uh, right, like photo shoot welcomes you into good music during a, a club set in Richmond, but um. Yes. What happened there? And, and and mind you, let's set the tone. You're working on radio. I believe it was like a Sunday or something. He he was due to he was due to be in in one of our clubs, right? Yeah. So it was a club day. I believe it was like a walkthrough. I don't even think it was a performance, but um, he was due to come through. Of course, he was promoting his album, and it was like one of those bad off albums right after the State versus uh, Roger Davis. It was uh, the Georgia's Most Wanted album. Yeah, so the moment that had like Gucci Gucci time. time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he's pushing, he's coming in promoting that album. He's on Warner Brothers still. And, um, you know, he just comes to the studio and this is the same weekend. It's a Sunday, like you said, Five. That Friday before, Vibe interviews Waka Flocka with the exclusive. <laughs> Gucci and Waka are not on speaking terms. And so, like, Waka says something like, you know, he hasn't talked to Gucci in months. He doesn't know where the relationship is. So now, you know, me being very young, I'm about 21, 22 at this time. And he's my favorite rapper at the moment. Like, I, I give it to Hov. I probably listen to more Jay-Z than I can stand. So that's probably my favorite rapper by default. But Gucci's right there. Like, and, and you know you know me, Fab. So I've been around a lot of purists yeah. in hip-hop. Oh, yeah. Who, de- who, de- who detest the, even the, the sight or, or hearing Gucci music anywhere, you know, around them. That so big lip bastard is what they used to call him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, you always have a sinus infection. How can you hear what he's saying? But... Nonetheless, I always champion that man's music. So he came to the station, did an interview promoting his appearance, and the rookie mistake I made during the commercial break or during a song playing was showing him what we were about to talk about, which is a no-no in radio interviews. You're either going to man up and ask the question, or you're not going to ask the question. But me in front of my favorite rapper wanted to give him the courtesy of letting you know, hey, the bus is coming. Look out for the bus. And... So he sees that, has a confused look on his face, looks at the radio rep who's standing by the door, and what you see in that video in one fell swoop within like seconds of me going back on the air is Gucci riding, you know, swirling around that little swivel chair, getting his ass up, and walks out the door. And you can hear me faintly going, what the hell? We're about to go on the air. So I'm about to go on the air. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's iPower 92.1 and 104.1. Gucci's here. We'll be right back. You know what I mean? Like, I had to wrap it up so quickly to go out in the hallway and figure out where the fuck is Gucci going. Right. And he literally, like, walks. He, like, saunas out the whole building. He's like, yeah, man, he didn't want to talk about that. It's like, what the hell? He just walks out the interview, doesn't say anything, doesn't so, say, I so want to talk about that. So, so hold on, hold on. Let, let's, just, let's just be clear. Did you chase him down? He, no, no, he does something worse, Josh. So he walks out, and maybe, like, a break later, 
this fool A plus cuts a promo on Gucci Mane oh, like he's, like he's Ric Flair. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had the nerve that day to, to run down Gucci on the radio like I was Flex running down R. Kelly, you know, back in '07. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, it was it was hilarious. I think that's the one World Star somewhere too in the back channels of YouTube somewhere. No, I found but, it. Um, I found the yeah. video. It's on YouTube. It's definitely got about four hundred fifty-seven thousand uh, views. Uh, it, it's up there. You just gotta type in Gucci Mane walks out of interview. You'll see a plus right there. A young, a young, <laughs> bright-eyed, bushy tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! So, so the next day, so the next day, Jay Graham, one of my big homies, he's at Warner Brothers at this time, and I think he's at yeah, he's of course he's at eighty eight grand now, and um, he calls me, he's like, uh, yeah, this is not good. I'm like, oh, no, what do you mean? I mean, he walked out on me. He was like, yeah, this is just going viral. It's just, it's just not good. It's not going viral for the right reason. It's wrong. You know, what I mean, I think I'm about to be excommunicated from the industry or something. But luckily. You know, cooler heads prevailed, and I guess time healed all wounds. I, I actually interviewed Gucci over the phone, like when he got out of jail in like 2016 for that Everybody Looking album. But I don't think he had any idea, like it was me he was talking to in that incident, you know, was responsible for. So, yeah. you know, I guess all's what it ends well, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, like, has there, like, what, what is, or like, what is something else where it's just like that you've been through as far as interviews or interviews that, that, you, that you've seen that have just like not gone well? I think one thing we, we brought um, up. I don't think you've been in any like contentious interviews like that ever since then. Yeah, the, I was say, the closest one after that had to be when uh, Kevin Gates was making his rounds on social media, whether it was with the dog and he said, whatever, what was it, kissing the dog or something like that? And then he just kicked the girl in the face of the concert. Oh, yeah. So I believe it was more so about the dog. I think I asked him about, like, you know, what does he need his dog for or something like that? And he was like, you know, I got to ask this question because you're trending for it right now. He's like, well, ask me, big brother, what's the question? What ask me? <laughs> I'm like, uh, the dog thing. What's up with that? <laughs> he just went on a tirade for like three and a half minutes. And I believe from that moment on, like he wanted to control the conversation. Like he can literally interview himself. And I think I let him do that. So, you know, it's cool. There was another, there was another instance where uh future got mad at all of us. Cause, cause oh, yeah. <laughs> future got mad at all of us. This is back in what? 2012 is an honest album. And it's one, an honest album, right. One thing about it, like one thing I always thank you for is like really like looking out for me and like all of my endeavors and what I was trying to do at the time. So like you would get records and like you'd be like, yo, this record's gonna come out and, and go find it. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I had a yep, blog, I was yep. right I was writing, I was trying to get on, I was trying to like really kind of put myself out there and I was like, Okay, I will put it on the site, it'll be an exclusive. But the thing that was different was that I believe like we had gotten the go ahead or the green light from the label to do it. We did, and they were we like, did. "Go ahead, premiere on this." Uh, Future is going to be on what was it? The, the old stream shit, Justin TV. What was he on? You stream. Uh, it was you stream. It was you stream. It was you stream. And he was like, "Yeah, Future's going to shout y'all out." And I was like, "All right, bet." So we premiered it like what four or five hours early on our on our on our on the blog. You gave me the record, mm-hmm. you put it up there. I was like, this is a big thing. I wrote the blurb up for it. This is huge for me. Cause I mean, I'm I'm independent at this point. And yep. the record gets out, future gets on Ustream. I'm like, all right, this is our big moment. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Let me record this shit. Oh, best of both offices. Y'all fucked up, man. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Right, right. I was like, wait, wait, whoa. <laughs> what happened? And I was like, Wait, I was like, plus he just told us fuck us. He just said fuck us on air, bro. And he's like, oh yeah, I guess he didn't know. I guess the label didn't tell Future that y'all was premiering because he had already given the premiere to somebody else. And which is plausible now, how much people don't communicate. But go ahead. 
So we like, had, we had the record out, out long down the road. We had the record right. out, and I think I, I think I took it down. I was like, let me just not even get because like DMCA was like really in its early infancy then. Like you never really got DMCA notices back then. Huh. So I took it down myself because right. I didn't even want to because it was it was way serious because if you got it that meant like take that shit down right the fuck now. So when that happened, I was like, bro, what the fuck? The, the, what what happened? And I, I think that to me, looking back on it, it was pretty it was pretty epic in itself. The future knew who we were at one point. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't. You know, and what's crazy is like years later, like maybe 2015 when he was on that you know epic run. I actually had a chance to sit across from him in first class on a flight, I think, from Richmond whoa, to Atlanta. Whoa, whoa, First no, class. Seriously. <laughs> no, hey, look. Hey, that's my girl. She works for Delta. Hey, hey, nothing, nothing shady or nefarious about that, folks. So, <laughs> so like, the person, I believe, is, you know, flight attendant or somebody that works on the flight is like, uh, hey, so he's pretty popular. I'm like, y'all know who that is? That's the wizard. And he's like, <laughs> He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they don't know who Future is. I didn't even call him Future. I just was trying to be inside and be cool. And I was like, oh, that probably was lame. But you know what? Oh, well. That's the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all not the wizard right there, man. I'm like, I see, I know you. I know you, Future. Like, oh, he don't give a fuck. He wants to go home. Well, but I, I want to ask just like, I mean, you've been in the game for over 20 years, man. Streaming has has popped up, and there's so it's been something that's kind of been at the door of radio, knocking, and and I feel like some yeah. people have understood it, some people haven't understood it, some people have adapted, some people haven't to the new times. I know you've been someone that's kind of been leading the charge and pushing that, and I know that's been something that's that's been very. I'm not gonna say it was easy. I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. What? How has right. how has streaming kind of changed what radio has to do now? Because I mean, a lot of people say like radio isn't important, and and I think that you're one of the people that make me believe. It made me understand why radio still is important. Yeah, for sure. I think radio is still one of those necessary steps you need to go from star to superstar. We have a lot of, of rappers in the culture right now that, you know, all, all of us are recognized on the show right now. But if, if somebody was walking into a, you know, a Ralph's, I don't know if they would know who, um, let's just say, Big Boogie is, you know, or whoever the next superstar I want to come up is. You know, I don't, I don't think they would know who that person is. So radio kind of takes you from, one point, like let's say Moneybag Yo, for instance, I don't think he would have had full, you know, ubiquitous, like, you know, presence all over prior to the pandemic when he just started churning out hits right. and became a mainstay presence on the radio. So radio still plays a, a necessary part in going from star to superstar. But I'd be damned, I'd be lying if I said that streaming isn't a metric that is very much so used in the factoring in of creating radio playlists across all genres. Now, I don't care what format you're in, if you're a music format, you're looking at streaming because a lot of your audience is streaming music. That's just a, a way of life at this point. Yeah. So if you're not paying attention to some of these artists that are really streaming and may not be at that superstar level yet, you have to because you have to be an early indicator to help be a part of their growth from star to superstar. Because if they make it, just don't make it without radio, uh, you can forget it, man. It's, yeah. it's going to be tough getting a hold of them. I've been there. You know, there's a lot of independent artists now that are making waves. Like take, for instance, Brent Fayez. Now, Brent Fayez has had singles that we've played, but they haven't been, they haven't charted really high. But with that being said, he's still a high commodity and much a, a really big presence in R&B right now. People love him. He could sell tickets on, on his own name. Right. So I think he's on his way, but you know, he's already there as far as the star goes. We just have to take him to that superstar level by, you know, maybe next year, Brent Fire is having four or five singles on the radio via features and solo songs. You know, I think that's part of the process still. So radio is still a necessary evil, so to speak, but, um, it's definitely, you know, playing a, a role that 
is also aligned with streaming as well. Like it has to go hand in hand, so to speak, yeah. for an artist. And and Josh working at a, at a DSP and and a plus in radio is there like a put is there like a, a a pull and push there? Is it like do you guys feel like oh we can't do much because they're doing radio or is it is it like a war there? Nah, not nah. a war, but like a not nah, from our I, and I think plus touched on that a little bit just now. It works hand in hand. I think we you know we look at radio to see like you know if a artist is a superstar if you're getting radio spins and you're you know you're known internet not internationally but right. you're known and um that's one thing we definitely kind of look at and one thing we try to help too like we have right. you know on this side we do original music amazon originals and sometimes we go to radio with those and you know it's um it's a, it's something that works hand in hand and it should and it's an ecosystem just right. as music is i don't think it's a killer at all like i think it's two different formats and, right. and ways of consuming music so it, it doesn't really touch to me, at least, or it doesn't uh, combat. Do you feel like there's like a kid? Like, do you two feel like there's like a kinship? Like, like you would understand what A plus going through because you probably go through the same type yeah, of cause red of, tape and shit like that. Not even red tape. I think oh, just yeah. people pitching music. Uh, you know, playbacks and things like that. It's right. like I, I listen to so much music yeah. now, more than I've ever in my life. I think, and it's it's like, damn, yeah. a lot of the music I listen to is to like to work or, right. or to think about work for, and that's that's the difference. I think. Right. Do you get burnout A plus? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's so, like like Josh has mentioned, there's so songs I have to hear on a daily basis. It's like, yo, it has to be really exceptional exceptional for me to go back and listen to it after I've already listened for, you know, mm-hmm. for quote-unquote opinion. Like, what's your thoughts? And I'm like, uh, it's okay. You know, so many records I hear now, I'm just like, yeah, I can hear this in a mix, but I don't know if I want to put this in rotation. It's not enough. And that's a problem. That's a problem. And I think we all are lovers of music. And we know where it's gone from like, okay, this is about this artist trying to get his point across to is this just a commodity and a part of their process to sell bundles, to sell whatever else they're trying to sell, merch? Is the music just a part of that whole process? Right. And that's the part that kind of annoys the shit out of me these days. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Now that I'm thinking about it, I have like a particular artist in mind. Who? I think of Tyga. Like, does Tyga oh. make music to be good anymore? Or is he just making music just to like be Tyga and sell himself <laughs> and build the brand? But it's like, you're not really trying to like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a time where Tiger was like, "I want to be the best." Or, yeah. and now it's just like, I just want to just be Put around, yeah. yeah, or get or get conversation because yeah. a lot of it is conversation now yeah. too, right? And, and y'all, there was a time when Tiger was running Power 106 at that time when I thought yeah. that YG should have had it because Tiger had all the national hits, whether it was making nasty, of course, Rack City and Mustard produced that. But YG is the guy who really should have been the face of that ratchet sound at that time. I feel like by the time that the, the country and the world at large got to know YG, there was a little bit more posturing going on as a street nigga. Like I'm, you know, I'm really repping Bopped and it is what it is. I'm standing on it. But it's like <laughs> you missed the whole essence of what made this guy, what brought this guy to the dance, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Not saying it was too to it, but you know, all those records in between just read up to is a classic it like, is nah, you know, yeah. nah Tiger was a, a party rapper like that's the yeah. shit you listen to you go out and uh, yeah you're right that's a good point like when the world caught on it was like he was a flocker he was like a game man yeah. it was like oh shit like, cause like at first it, it was like YG's music was so was so raw and we got to see him grow from tape to tape cause at first I was like man this, this, this nigga ain't going nowhere and then by the time we just read up again A plus sent me the link said listen to this shit and it was all from there like I, I swear like I was probably the only nigga in Norfolk probably listening to YG at that time. It was like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, why, why are you listening to this shit right now? 
in Virginia Beach listening to Just Read Up too. Like it, it was a crazy time, but it was, but again, it was like that's where music was going. And I think at the time I was like, this is where it's going right now. I, I listened to like the the catch up mixtape mm-hmm. right before I moved out oh here. Oh my god, that was the shit. Like yeah. I was like, bro, this is where it's going. Like I think this- they had the first uh, Mr. Good Doe with, yeah. with Draco. Yeah, with yeah, Draco yeah. up there. It had yeah. uh, had Paranoid up there. I think that might have been the first instance of Paranoid showing up too. And I was like, bro, like y'all hearing paranoid right now. It came from this tape. Like it, it's from this tape. Like this is this is where it is. And and again, it's like having that 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 touchstone to know like what's gonna happen next is something that's really underrated in radio. And I feel like a lot of a lot of stations try and really try to capture that shit. And you really are, are on top of the game on that. Uh, plus. I've always prided myself at trying to figure out what's next. And I always go back to this moment. It was actually my very first trip in Atlanta in April of 2013. And um, I was just hearing Migos, you know, shout out to my boy Alex, the ball god. He was down in Atlanta at the time. And he was like, yo, Migos, this, this is the next new shit. Like he played me, I believe he played me Shooters, which later ended up becoming Lil Durk, Who Is This? But um, wow. it was just a whole bunch of songs at that, at that time. Um, Bando and Versace without Drake were like the songs that were bubbling in the streets. Mm-hmm. And I asked my boy, he's like, yo, Migos hot out here right now? He's like, nah, they ain't got it yet. But we go to the club that night and they just so happen to be hosting Mansion Elon that Friday night. And I hear uh, FEMA being performed for the first time. I'm hearing FEMA for the first time, period. I'm hearing Bando for the first time, Versace for the first time. And that night in the club, I tweeted, Migos flow gonna be everywhere in six months. And it took less than really two and a half. You know, it took less than two and a half for them to really spread like wildfire. So that summer of seeing Migos grow, and then and then then that that year made it my birthday party as well. So salute to the Migos. Wow, there you <laughs> yeah, go. You know what I mean? Look, look, they came out just for you. Came out just for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why I get Coach K on the phone, man. So salute to Coach K. No, nah, but, but I, nah, I, you, I was with you when I met Coach K the first time. We was in Atlanta. Oh shit! That's we, right. We were That's we were right. in there. Uh, we we went to QC Studios because they were trying to sell you an OG uh, OG Maco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, he was the, he was the future of music. Yeah, he said he said, man, he's Travis Scott, but he's realer. And I said, all right, cool. <laughs> I, said, I said, word, word, man. So he, he walked us through. We met everybody. It's this is right after the BT Awards. They taped them, I think, uh, the Hip Hop Awards or something like that. So Offset still had the roll on from where he was he was performing yeah. that night. And uh, so we, we they was playing a song. I think she liked me from Shy Glizzy album that hadn't come out yet. They was making that 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 uh, that night. And yep. Quavo's eating a goddamn double cheeseburger with Max sauce on it, and and takeoffs was somewhere, and then like Shy Glizzy was in a corner, just like who the fuck are these niggas? And I was like, yeah, let me get out of here. But before we left, like Coach K had like stopped. He stopped me because I said I was writing for complex. He's like, hey man, just here's my number. If you need, you know, for o, for OG anybody, if you need anything, just text me. I never, I never texted him though. Cause I was like, I, I I'm too scared to 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 text Coach K, man. I, I couldn't nice do it. I, I I don't. I again, I was I was young. I was just like, bro. I I guess I'm hungry enough because I had his number. It's still in my phone. It's probably not the same number, but I was like, I I I had his number. He gave me his number. And he was just like, man, I, I'll keep you up to date with anything going on, and if you need anything, text me. And and, and I met him because of you, fool. So thank you for that. You never you you never told me that 2019 when when when, when we went to go uh when we went to go see him in Atlanta. You never told me that. No, I mean, cause it, it's it's. I mean, I, I got so many stories. Plus, got so many stories. I got so many stories too, man. Like we, like for real, like the real hustle. Like A plus has seen it. I seen his hustle. He seen my hustle. Like I was in Atlanta every other damn yeah. weekend. <laughs> like it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was for real. I, like it, it was, it was really real. So like it, it was definitely like again, we were ubiquitous with each other's grind. So it was like it was definitely. Yeah. 
uh, a turning point when we, we, we like I think I was in Atlanta the first time I heard you and you know it and hmm. I, I was in um, oh my god bro I said what the fuck is this <laughs> I literally was like and everyone was playing it that that night and no one was even talking about the Ross verse but you know we can't talk about that no more you know what I'm saying so uh, before we get out of here I need to know a plus who, who who's who's up next man who who is who are some artists that you feel as though are gonna break through the radio. They might be already breaking through the streaming or might not have done it yet. I know you're on your Midwest shit right now. I know we talked about earlier what's your favorite, um, kind of what's your favorite flow right now. Like, who are you thinking is up next? Well, the Detroit rap scene has definitely been my favorite the last five years. Um, out of there, I've always, like, kind of for, like, the past two, three years, think that Baby Money is going to be one of those next guys. I'm still waiting for him to kind of, you know, bounce out there and make that record. I think he's dropping a tape soon. But you know who we've been listening to the past couple of days. Uh-huh. The guy who's got bubble plays, no dog food, <laughs> R-B-R, Real Boston Richie. Come on, man. Public. He named his tape Public Housing. How could it not be fire? Come on, man. <laughs> Seriously, though. He's, he's all, and speaking of Detroit, I first, you know, paying attention to, to uh, Real Boston Richie off that keep this in the original version because he, of course, sounds like a, a track that really Vezo would be rapping on. But yeah. he, he sounds good over that production. So I, I was intrigued by that. Then Certified Dripper, I was like, oh, shit, now nah, I'm fucking with this music right here. So I'm looking forward to hearing more from him at the Public Housing. Then he put money bag on it, and he on like I I, I said this, hey man, fucking hey, stamp me, bro, because I said yo, he's thinking about a sign future, yo, and everybody's like, I don't nah, know, you, you called it, now you called it. I said I don't know, man. I see Casino in his stories too much, man. I think he might be trying to he might be making a play. <laughs> Casino, Casino. Casino's making an offer. Casino made the play, man. I'm telling you, I called it. I was like, man, I don't know. RBR might be might be FBG, man. And and he did it, man. I'm telling you, stamp me, bro. I called it. I still got I still got an eye. Yeah, you man. called it, Bob. I still got an eye for this shit, man. And and then I was like, the thing is, is that. I think Josh made a good point. We were talking about this off mic the other week. He was just like, man, I haven't seen anything from Epic. And I was like, man, Epic don't know yet. But he's signing. (laughs) (laughs) Epic definitely doesn't know. She doesn't know yet. She doesn't know. (laughs) I I already already saw future manager posting RBR shit. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> she she taking him to Epic next week, man. He going to New York, man. He going to be there, man. But uh, anyone else? Speaking of New York, plus how much do I have to send you to say to say uh, to say I Spice? Oh, I didn't get right. I, I think I Spice is going to have a wave that's going to actually make it to the Midwest. I'm, I'm going to give it thirty days or less because she's going to get a deal. She's going to sign to somebody soon if she's not already signed. Let's be honest. Hey man, RCA need to pick her up, man. <laughs> Come on. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Munch, Munch is gonna be all over. Right? You, it's gonna be much on uh, Big Boy's neighborhood. Big Boy, yeah, Ice Spice the neighborhood today. Imagine a Big Boy Ice Spice interview, man. Oh, it's so, so how do you get that fro? You, do, you, do you wake up with that fro, or do you have to do something to it? I mean, they, 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 <laughs> they gonna talk about the listen the TikTok trend right now, which is as disgusting as it is, as it is corny is the part on the video where she's shaking her ass. That's literally all you see on TikTok right now, is that part in the video where she's shaking her ass. It's like, bro, like y'all need to really like calm this shit down. Hey, man. It's, right. Yeah, her the, the Ice Spice phenomenon is hilarious. But you mentioned TikTok, and you just mentioned just those videos that made me think. I I don't see, like, in my sector of TikTok, I yeah. don't see that shit on my yeah. algorithm, yeah. which is just amazing to me. I'm great. I love it. I live in this world where I'm not, like, bombarded with Ice Spice content. Hey, man, but it's not really content. It's not really, like, her. 
It's, oh, I mean, that's it's bad content. Okay, I mean, that's it's it's the same shit that's, that's sold all. I mean, uh, not all, but a lot of, of women rappers at the moment. Yeah. I mean, content, quote unquote. Yeah. But um, like Ruby Rose, like is she even a rapper anymore? Who? Ruby Rose. Hey, hey. Assets is content. <laughs> yeah, like. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. This, I'm on like two tangents right now. They're crazy. <laughs> My oh, mind man. is on 10. <laughs> we might have first. Let him go. Let him go. First, let him go. Let me just go. Uh, TikTok. Did you see a Stacey Dash TikTok where she's crying, listening to DMX? Is what? it is it from Wait, College what? Hill? Uh, no, it's new. It's brand new. She just found out DMX died today. No. <laughs> Hey, hey jo- Josh, wh- which song is she listening to? Bro, so the song she's listening to is crazy. I don't even know what the fuck it is. Some R&B shit. It's like gospel. Is it it's crazy, though. No, it's not DMX, but she's crying because she just found out that DMX died. And it just had me thinking. It like, took her a year? Yeah, it took her a year. But it was like, I want to live in a bubble where I don't know that DMX died. <laughs> I just want to, what is that world like? But uh, I mean... I mean, we talk about this. I think we'll talk about it on the show this weekend. Man, Titeo, bro. He was in a bubble. We talk about that on Patreon. Bubble. Yeah, that's a Patreon episode. Yo, we FaceTime. Come on, we FTing, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I got some thoughts and theories on him. How you go- All right, we're not going to start it. We're not starting tonight. We're What's not- the second tangent? What's the second tangent? Uh, it was Stacey Dash with the world she's living in. Um, we went from Ice Spice to Stacey Dash. I think we're was going, we going crazy right now. It was something else. Was it Ice Spice? It's kind of linear. Related? Or TikTok related? I like the Munch thing. I can't. I must say that. I like, hey, I want to call somebody a Munch. With it's Munch. hilarious. It's, it's, it's some good slang. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's some good she's slang. Bringing slang yeah. She's bringing new slang to the lexicon. You got to give her credit for that. The ladies need it, man, because the thing is, is like I, I feel like a lot of female rappers they they like it, it becomes real easy for them to be like interchangeable because I feel like the the attention span is so low. And I feel like if you can bring in some lingo like that, I mean, she, she'll be good for at least another like two, three months. We got to see what that second song looks like. Cause like, cause she be like the Bobby Shmurda of, of this shit right now. Like just one joint and then that's it. Uh, I wouldn't compare it to Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> not, I mean, like not, out, not outside the mic. I, I mean, mean, like the song won't even hits. be that big. Like this, the song is, is damn near pinky, pink peaking now. Yeah. Like I don't, eh, I don't even hear it on radio. So do you yeah. play it? Do you play it plus? Hell no. Nah, I haven't, I haven't had the clean version of anything, so I don't even know if like, it's been serviced yet or what. Yeah, like, I don't, the bag I don't know if she signed yeah. the secret sign. <laughs> yeah, she, you know. He said the bag ain't there yet. <laughs> I, I wonder. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the deposit didn't land yet. I didn't hear you. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> he said the bag ain't land yet. Oh, my God. Oh, man. No, but, but oh I mean, like, God. I mean, like, for her. I wonder, yeah, for her, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like, for her, like, well, I wonder if, if, if labels are a little bit more apprehensive because they're like, man, we, we, we did some bad, did some bad investments in the past two years for, for a coach. It and they and they come out right. So like maybe let's wait for Ice Spice. Who knows? No, no they spending money like it ain't <laughs> like no, it ain't tomorrow. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> should get a deal soon. Johnson, Johnson, wait till you hear the bum they signed last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> yeah, the TikTok record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get out of here, man. A plus, thank you so much, oh, man, man, for being on here. You you're in Cleveland. For anybody that might be listening to this in Cleveland, man, tell them tell them anything that y'all got coming up for your, for your station, man. Well, of course, you know we just had our big summer jam. We have more events happening throughout the year. Just follow me on the gram at a underscore plus. Our brands at z one zero seven nine on Instagram. Um, J five Josh, thank you once again for for the opportunity being on the podcast. 
Favi, my brother, you know, like you said, man, we've came up together. And I think the key thing is we've manifest everything that we're involved in right now. And that's a beautiful thing to see. And I think Josh can relate as well. So, you know, and Mark as well. We're all believers and we're all like, you know, just manifest where we want to be in life. And, you know, we saw it early on and here we are. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I love it. Love it, man. Well, love you, man. Thank you guys for listening. Of course, you too, brother. of course, if you can subscribe to our Patreon, five dollars down, you'll get this audio very early. You get it on Friday, and then uh, if you wait a couple more days, it'll be on our public episode that's coming out next week. We got some things to talk about in the public episode this weekend, so that'll be out to you next week. And uh, for MC, for A plus, and for Josh Pease, thank you guys for listening to Black Print Radio. We we'll see you guys in two. Weeks. It's September, motherfucker. So we'll see you guys in, in two weeks. Uh, Damn. Almost, yeah, I know. September. Year year is almost over. Yeah, man. Whole year doing this shit. Yeah. Almost, almost. We're yeah. like six months in, but yeah. uh, thank y'all for listening. We'll be we'll be back uh, in two weeks for Black and Red. I don't know who the guest is. We we didn't know who this guest was until literally like a couple hours oh, ago. Oh, I have a whole <laughs> list of people that want to do it now. It's so crazy. Uh, so it might be someone from. Uh, well, I won't I won't give you guys yeah, well, the well, person. Patreon, we, subscribe to Patreon. You get the exclusive. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, we're, we're gonna play it out with some with some Icewear Vezo. Best best names in the game, Detroit. Uh, with Kodak Black, it's all on you. We'll see you guys at 2 weeks on Blackbeard Radio.